are here. First live stream ever in TD3 history. Here we Not go, man. Good. Seeing the crayons all in the chat. Perfect. Yeah, spam them. I need, we need to make crayons here, your emotes. Up. Yeah. As soon as we get emotes, I'm making ones with crayons and a big-ass chomping emoji. There <laughs> <For> you guys. <laughs> big-ass chomping emoji. It's crazy, man. Holy shit. Y'all be chomping on crayons like that? <laughs> and the red ones, too. You know, that's their favorites. That's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What's up, y'all? Like I said, it's our first live. We're here. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a little different than the regular episodes, but same vibe. Just you know, we're gonna be able to interact with you guys. So I think it might be a little better. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I don't. It's definitely like it's gonna be interesting because there's like a whole bunch of times where we have to like cut and maybe like oh facts you know, like like edit it, and this is gonna be the most like raw and unfiltered so like listen whatever flies flies like it's yeah, it's gonna so be a much like i ain't gonna lie i said a lot of terrible things on the podcast before oh, no. it's been edited out there is no editing here yeah, we, got, we, got, we had a hella tech issues i gotta do hard cuts not today it's gonna be raw and unfiltered it's gonna be great yeah. and like i like i've seen the title the main topic of today is reacting to y'all's hot takes i tweeted out and told you guys to reply we got like 150 replies over there so plenty of takes some of them are horrendous. Some of them are actually good and thought-provoking. So it'll be fun to go through them all and see what, see what y'all think. We're going to have you guys vote on whether a take is a W take or L take. It's not just going to be us. Yeah, I've seen a couple in the chat already. And listen, they are getting pretty horrendous already. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of L takes handed out today. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> Should we jump straight into the takes? Should we just go, go, go straight to that? Yeah, let's yeah. start it up. All right, let me pull this up. Yeah, so as you guys see, we're gonna be able to. Right now, we got we got a couple little couple little uh, designs for you guys to see stuff on my screen. Right now, you guys see the main thing. Got my handy stream deck. Bam, desktop. Look at that. We're professional. <laughs> this is great. So yeah, I'm gonna pull up the tweet. We have these here. Where is it at? Bam. This is the thread I said. 24 hours until the stream starts. Reply with your hot takes. Man, we got a bunch. Let's just, let's just jump straight into them. We'll get some from get chat my too. Bag real quick. Yeah, we'll get some from chat too, but we're, we'll, we'll go we'll little by little on each one. Let's start with this one. This is an old reliable debate. Westbrook is better than CP3 all time from Ed. CP3's only achievement are being second MVP voting in 2008 and losing a 2-0 lead in the finals against Giannis. If we're talking about point guard skills, I take CP, but as an all time player, I think Russ is better and has done more. What do you guys think? I think that's fair. I don't. Like, I think this this argument right here is the quintessential, like, greatest versus, like, more talented, yeah, exactly. greatest versus, like, best. Yeah. And he's right. Like, I think in terms of great greatness and, like, like you know, when you're playing, like, Madden or 2K or whatever, and you get, like, GOAT points and stuff like that? Yeah. Russell, Wilson, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook definitely has more GOAT points than CP3, in my opinion. GOAT yeah, points. Okay. Had... What, a way, what a way to put it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you, when you think of... Let's stick to that word goat points. I just know and can rip off so many like, wow, this is what this is career this is a career defining moment for Westbrook. Like there's so many of those in the playoffs and regular season history, all the clutch buckets I yeah. just hit. This is I mean, I can't really argue against that. Uh, even though I think like, you know what I'm saying, CP three when it comes to individual players, I think he's better. But yeah, I've died on this hill several times on like every every basketball platform I've been on. I feel like this has been a topic I've talked about. I'm taking CP3 very easily. 
I mm. this is better all time. If you're doing the go point thing, sure, Russ has a better career resume if you care that much about the MVP, which you know you should. It's a very his specific MVP is a very impressive one that is probably more impressive than anything CP3 has ever done. But for in terms of who's a better player on the court, if I had one game, I had to win. One series, I had to win. Trying to win a championship. Sure. I'm taking Chris Paul every time without even thinking about it. I think when you talk about players that are easy to build around with other stars, which I think is the most important thing because to win a championship, you need multiple stars. Neither one of them can be the best player on your team. So they got to be paired with another star, probably a wing creator, you know, a KD, LeBron, whatever. CP3 fits with all those guys a million times better. So I'm easily picking him in every realistic scenario. And listen, I want to pick Russ so bad, but you can create a highlight tape of all the bad and missed shots down the stretch of like (laughs) clutch playoff games where he's just hitting the side of the backboard before he was a Laker. Like he was doing that stuff in OKC where like he's like there's 30 seconds left and he's coming down the court and you just know like, Kevin Durant's never going to get this basketball. Like he's <laughs> just not, he's just not going to see it. And Russell Westbrook is going to pull up from 35 feet, hit the hit the scoreboard, hit the shot clock, and everybody's just going to be like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> yeah. But guess what? Just like how you can pull up an insane low light reel of Westbrook and all of his terrible plays, you can pull up a 20 minute long low light reel of CP3 hamstring injuries and just the most <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> not even not just injuries. You can pull up a choke reel of CP3 for. A whole career's worth of choking incidents in the playoffs. So I'm not gonna sit up here and act like he's just like playoff riser. He's not Kawhi Leonard. He's not out here being just like an assassin in the playoffs. But I know a lot of that's contextual. Like you said, injuries. The the Clippers years they had crazy meltdowns that go beyond him. The Rockets years very unfortunate injuries. Like all that put aside, if I'm just talking about which player's better at basketball, who I want on my court to help me win a single game, I don't see any reason to not pick CP3. Yeah, and yeah. shout out Nikhil Aurora just donated five dollars. Appreciate it. I forgot we got to call them out. Look at that. <laughs> Our first donation in the stream. Let's go. We're getting bread over here. You know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, We're man. stacking it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put uh, five dollars at a time. <laughs> I'm gonna put a poll in the chat right now. CP3 over. I mean, Russ over CP3. WRL. Start that poll, and we'll see what, what they think. Is it W take or L take? And we'll let them decide because I think we're a little split on it. No, yeah, it, it definitely depends on what context you want to apply to that conversation. So it can mm. go either way, in my opinion. That's my prediction of the poll outcome. Let's see. I'm voting uh, L take, but that's me. No, I'm I'm going to vote W. I just want to skew it. <laughs> just want to skew it? Okay. So far, he's running away. We're 200 votes in, 71% Russ. It, it looks like people are siding with Russ, and I get it. The MVP was memorable. That single season is like one of the most enjoyable seasons of recent memory, especially for young kids that grew up watching that. It's like a formative year thing. Everybody loves Russ. And who rides for CP3 like that? He doesn't have stands. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, but yeah. everybody's like... He'd be on his channel every day just talking about some, oh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Christopher Paul, my favorite Okay, Kenny's player. a CP3 fan. That's the only one I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember right, 375 votes in. It's a runaway. I'm going to end the poll. And it looks like W take wins. That is that is true. I'm seen, listen, listen, I'm seeing a, <laughs> I'm seeing a a point in here from DRT Music. Russ has that dog, and that's right. I, listen, Russ. If we're going pound for pound, just who has the most dog in him? Russ is easily top ten all time. In, <laughs> top ten dog. <laughs> yeah, he he's a top ten dog. Nice, nice. I got a question for y'all. So. <laughs> 
for these two NBA players, Russ and CP, if we deleted just Russell Westbrook from NBA history, would the NBA change at all? And if we deleted CP3 from NBA history, would it, would it, would, it, would the NBA change at all? Basically, what I'm asking is, like, who's had the greater impact in terms hmm. of basketball in general? I, I listen, as you could kind of delete CP both of them to be honest with you but no, to be no, no yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think so I don't think so I think that with I think Russell Westbrook to the NBA is kind of like the dude who ran the four minute mile and like broke that time barrier then everybody else started doing it like obviously mm-hmm. obviously we've had like great like triple double masters in the in the league prior to Westbrook and everything and Oscar averaged everything but after Russ Average the triple double. It felt like everybody else in the league was like, "Oh, this is possible for me to just like get a triple double every night." Like you I feel the, like you the triple I feel like period. post yeah post Westbrook triple double, the amount of triple doubles that we've seen on a nightly basis, and obviously that like that matches up with just like the style of play changing and just the way that that the game goes, and you get more of these like heliocentric type offenses. But his point is actually like i feel like a defining moment in nba history and i can see that he probably he's not the reason heliocentric basketball has come about but i guarantee you the the gms and coaches that made that a thing looked at him as a case in study in that 2017 season when he was like the, the phrase people like to say a lot is he had like one of the greatest floor raising seasons of all time mm-hmm. people definitely took notice of that and that probably had some influence whatever however much it may be yeah and and everybody's looking at it, it's like if we can get somebody who's five percent more efficient than what Westbrook is, oh, we can we can do something. Like we can actually, <laughs> if we can oh, get man. some efficiency and give the best player on the floor. You so know, you're saying Russ's you? greatest influence is making people realize that if he can do this, listen, we get somebody that's <laughs> yeah. like no, really good. No, we can go crazy. No, literally, <laughs> literally, that's what that's what it is. He let everybody know from players and GMs this style of basketball is something that's actually achievable. And, yeah. it, and it's not crazy to expect this from your best player on a night-in, night-out basis. And also, if we're not giving him a rookie Demonis Sabonis and Victor Oladipo before he pops off, maybe they actually do something. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the next take. It seems like I'm outvoted. Russ wins. Oop, I should click on this guy's profile. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> Expose him. <laughs> oh, this is what I saw from Rudy St. Clair, a guy. Assuming no more injury surprises, Memphis can still make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, nah, nah, buddy, that's cooked. <laughs> that's that's cooked. Donovan's like biggest prediction, bro. To be honest, that's you, like, you, you don't see, you don't see any chance. Nah, 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 it's over. Actually, shout out to Kangaroo Sam two thousand with a ten dollar donation. Damn. He says y'all got the best podcast on YouTube. Made this donation, bless more, bless Mo, so he never has to confront a rat again. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting Mo out the hood no. one nation at a time. We're Look, doing. Y'all keep on throwing in bills. I'm gonna have to do some on this pod that I don't want to do. Oh my god! Most of get slotted out for just <laughs> Listen, we yeah. just started these lives. Don't get it shut down. Money cheap. Most easy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not doing nothing for like fucking ten. Are you crazy? Are you nuts? No. You have a price point. Where's your price? Where's your price? <laughs> What's the price? Email. Yeah. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. At for a G3. follow? Oh, yeah, for a follow. All right. So I see the I see for the PS5 giveaway too. <laughs> I see the comments are spamming L's. Sorry, Rudy. L take. Yeah. Can't, yeah, can't, can't do anything for you. 
Nobody has any faith in the Grizzlies anymore. They're going to be better when Jocelyn's back. They'll probably look like approximation of what you'd expect them to look like. But I think even outside of his absence, we've seen that Steven Adams being gone, Brandon Clark being gone, Dylan Brooks being gone for nothing in return. Their depth has been depleted so much that what made them great, even without John previous years, that's just not going to be their identity anymore. They're going to need their best three players to really produce. And Jaron Jackson is not producing, which I'll pull up this tweet. Jaron Jackson is only averaging 1.1 block and 5.3 rebounds per game over his last seven games. He's also shooting 30% from the field and 23% from three. And Memphis is now 3-13. If this, this is Jaron Jackson, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. No, this is not Jaron Jackson. This is literally what happens when you take a role player and expect him to become a star, a complimentary piece. A role piece. player. Yeah, he's a role player. He's a fucking great role player. You know what I'm saying? I would say Draymond, someone like Draymond Green's a role player too. He's a star in exactly what he's he's expected to do. Yes, the second you ask him to do 10%, 20% more, then the whole product is finished. What do y'all think, Jab? I'm going to run a poll with that because that's, that's interesting. Is Jaren a role player? Okay, so is, so here's the real question off of that. Is that is there any defensive-focused player that can be a star that's not like a role player? Yeah, I mean, okay, well, obviously we'll talk about Rudy Gobert in a second. I think Bam Adebayo yeah. is defensive focus. He's not a role player. No. Everyone likes to shit on Anthony Davis and his offensive inconsistencies and his lack of creation ability compared to the other best bigs in the league. He's clearly a defensive focus star than at that rate if nobody respects his offense. But he's also a great scorer, so maybe that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah, like he averaged, he averaged over twenty five points per game. Like, yeah, yeah. So that that's, that's different. Fun. Different Bam conversation. Also, <laughs> Bam also like is averaging what eighteen twenty. I I just think like it's so very though. easy. Maybe role player is too strong. Maybe role player is too strong of a title to place on him. Well, He's not see. that. Sorry, Darren Jackson Jr. for disrespecting you. He dropped like forty ball, a forty ball in his rookie year against the Nets. Everybody remembers his that. rookie year. That's what we're listen. <laughs> We can't go back to his rookie year. I mean, he's averaging currently 19 points, 6.1 rebounds, 1.9 assists. Oh, my God. He's never averaged more than two assists in his career. That's not yeah, I mean, last year, 18.6. This year, 19.4. Is that enough of a scoring punch and a go-to option that it qualifies him as not being a role player? Or does that, does that even matter in his conversations? I guess not. I feel like role player also matters about, like, your situation. So, like, for... Yeah. So like for the Grizzlies, he's not a role player. He's he is their second most important piece, and he's going to be their star. And they're gonna they're just gonna need him to do what he does best, which is be DPOY and I guess get 18, 19 points per game. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna DPOY, not be a role player. Threes. Yeah, DPOY shoot threes and do sometimes shit off shit on the ball because he's actually good at that. So no, he's yeah, good at definitely role player. He's a surprisingly good handle. He doesn't know how to do a whole lot with it besides attacking closeouts, but he can put the yeah. ball on the floor a little bit. He's not just like straight posting. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's perfectly fine, you know? Yeah. Everyone has a ceiling. Straight. All right, so at first, this poll was 51% yes, Jared's role player. It shifted to 51% no, so it looks like we swayed people. Shout out Jaron Jackson on not being a role player according to the Deep 3 YouTube chat. Round of applause. <laughs> I hope not. DPOY. Anch said, tell, or Anch, I don't know how to say his name, said, tell Isaac to show his LeBron shrine. <laughs> oh, I know he has it. Oh, man. In order for Isaac to show that LeBron shrine, we're going to have to get this stream to, like, a thousand likes. You show my LeBron shrine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A thousand likes and we're revealing. We'll, we'll, we'll start revealing a whole lot. 
I don't think it's ready. I don't, I don't think it's, it's camera ready. I, I, I got to put together a shrine, I guess. Let <laughs> 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 me go run to the other side of the room. Uh, right, as we move on to the next take, this guy, the in-season tournament will be far more entertaining than the All-Star game. I feel like that's like obviously correct, right? I mean, yeah. it is. It's the new thing. It's the new thing, you know? Like, I think so far, depending on what expectations and standards you've put on it, in my opinion, is getting new people to be like, oh, what's that? And get them to pay attention for a few seconds. Um, I think it's done its job. It is entertaining because you see a bunch of players like Jason Tatum and whoever else like complain, oh, why are you trying to score points? I like to respect my <laughs> teammates at the end of the game. It's interesting and it's fun. And it's like, it's not meant for, you know what I'm saying, the top echelon teams to go ahead and go out every, every single night, but like it's meant for everyone to go ahead and do so. Yeah. But it low-key is though, like it's, the the tournament games are baked into the regular season, so there is there should be some like baseline of oh like we still care about these games because they are going to count towards your final regular season standings, right? Yeah, so like yeah. you still have to go out there and try and do everything that it's not like not like the the fancy courts come out and Jason Tatum's like okay like this doesn't really matter like they still have <laughs> to play like it's a real game. I think this is obviously a W take just because who gives a shit about the All-Star game these days? They're going back to <laughs> conferences, but, like, it was cool the first year they shifted to the draft, but it's completely fallen off, and, like, there's such little interest and intensity that I I, I would have to give it to the to the play-in, I mean, to the in-season tournament Bro. just because it's not the All-Star game. The All-Star game is so in the trenches right now. Adam Silver was on J.J. Reddick's podcast Trying to see what players are to, how trying to see how players are feeling about the All Star game and why it was so not competitive or whatever. This dude listened to CP3 and he was like, "Oh yeah, All Star game is not cool because we were watching whoever the hell stand up on stage and perform a concert that threw me off my rhythm, my my fifteen second, fifteen minute <laughs> stretching rhythm." No one cares. Y'all just don't like to play that hard, and that's okay. It's the yeah, it's a meaningless game. game. No one's going hard, and it's hard to fix that. For a couple of years, we had it with the draft because a new thing. Now that allures ran out, I think the Oscar game might just be cooked. When they have King of the Court or one v one, some form one v one basketball, then we'll start talking about the All Star. <laughs> That's when it'll be true. That's a shame. That that it really is a shame that the All Star Weekend has been like diluted into really like two things: into the three point shooting contest and the after parties that everybody knows is happening, but nobody wants to talk about because you can't blow up the spot. But, like, those are the two <laughs> things that comes out of All-Star Weekend because the game doesn't matter. The dunk contest sucks. Nobody, the skills challenge sucks now, too. They, t- they took away the shooting stars challenge. I think they brought it back. But everything's just weird. Nobody's, like, it just doesn't feel fresh. It doesn't feel interesting anymore. So it's like, yeah. why? why do I care? Yeah. All right, let's move up another one. Here's one fun one. Oh, shit, where I clicked the wrong tweet. That's not a fun one. This guy said, Kevin Garnett over Dirk. KG is definitely a better passer and rebounder, while Dirk is a better scorer. I'd argue he's only marginally better than KD in his scoring stats. And since Dirk is only a marginally better scorer than KG, despite not being the number one option, I think KG over Dirk. Where do y'all stand on this power forward debate? I forgot where. I don't want to go back, because I feel like this is a very like close, like, conversation for me and i forgot where i put them in my all-time rankings so hold my, on shout out m dunk 06 donating ten dollars appreciate you man my god, my god. god. one, one at a time let's do it it's <laughs> all <laughs> so straight to most pockets it's all for him and <laughs> <laughs> right, what are you saying donovan it's not a bad take though like if we're just if we're just ranking rating the hot takes and we're just reacting 
if you feel that way, I'm not going to be upset at you because both of them, like KG defensively is one of just like the wizards of NBA history. Just his versatility and being able to lock down and carry a defense in that way is ridiculous. So, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not bad. I think it's an absolute W. I'm, I'm, for the reasons he outlined, I'm picking KG easily. I think when you, when you weigh together their offenses, Dirk, like you said, obviously the better scorer, one of the best big man scorers of all time. The, if he played today with the way we understand shooting gravity from big men, he'd be even greater offensively as a scorer. But KG's passing was real, and that's another thing that if he played today would be fully unlocked. Him as a short roll passer would be used way more. He'd be top five in the NBA today. Oh, easily. Like we see this year, Joel Embiid is being used as a pick and, as a dribble handoff hub at the top of the arc with Nick Nurse being his coach, and it's completely unlocking his passing ability. He's able to do so much more as a playmaker. You put KG in those type of scenarios, he's going to be diming. He's legitimately great at that, yeah. and he'd probably be what the best defender in the league today, pretty easily. Yeah. Well, I mean, them yeah. not so easily. Giannis, AD, and them exist, but Bam. Let's not forget about him, of course. Okay, I'm not putting yeah. Bam and Kevin Garnett conversations defensively. <laughs> Bam, this season is eating right now. That's what I'm talking about, man. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going KG. Where, where, where are you man. going, Will? <laughs> man. <laughs> Honestly, if I am a GM and I'm picking a 20-year-old KG versus a 20-year-old Dirk, personally, I believe it's easier to build your team around someone like Dirk because of certain, defic- certain deficiencies. Like Dirk, okay. That, my bad. Like KG, it's easier to build, oh. a, build a team around KG because of deficiencies that Dirk has. And I think the ceiling of my offense and defense will be a lot higher. Thus, in my brain, I'm going to be like, yo, Dirk, or KG's the better player. Let me get him on my team. Pretty simple decision, in my opinion. Sounds like a clean sweep. The chat has 57% W take. So, W take it is. Okay, I wish y'all could see go. this W tick animation I put on the screen right now. The chat sees it, but you guys are just like I see it on I see it on the second I've, screen. It's hard no, to say. I have to wait. I have to wait a couple seconds. <laughs> That's great, it's man. Hard. Let's move on to the next one. Next thing we got. We're rolling. Marcus Smart is better than Julius Randle. We're not going to talk about that one, but that's just a hilarious take because who's ever compared those players? <laughs> that's like the weirdest thing to compare ever. You must have some type of vendetta against Julius Randle. <laughs> you ain't slick. This is you. <laughs> <laughs> this is you. <laughs> oh, this is funny. I wouldn't even confirm nor deny. <laughs> This is great. Yeah, continue. Jimmy Butler has the highest gap between regular season and postseason level of play. So he's saying he's the biggest playoff riser of all time. And James Harden has the same gap, but negatively. (laughs) So Jimmy Butler's a W take. That's true. That's what it is. That's what it is. James. So Jimmy Butler is the greatest playoff riser, and James Harden's the biggest playoff choker of all time. That's hilarious to compare them and say, like, they're the same thing, but inverse. Yeah. That's great. Mo's over here struggling to get his lights on. Yeah, my light <laughs> went ahead and there we go. We back. We hey, back we're back. We can see you again. I thought my power got cut off. <laughs> Don't <laughs> hit. <But> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Man, this is great. Some of the b-ball in the chat said Harden's gap is way bigger. <laughs> Wait. Wait, buddy, buddy, I need you to know what you're typing out here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> need you to be cognizant of the words you're saying. Yeah, this Hold is on. not really hot though. That one's pretty well accepted. Let's move on to another one. Yeah, we all hate on Harden. <laughs> this is a very anti-Harden podcast. While you're finding another one. Real quick message: We need at least 500 likes on the stream right now. We're currently at 418. I see you guys watching this cool kid, David. 
Mercy, Donald. What are y'all doing? Like the goddamn stream. <laughs> weird, man. Facts. Look at these names. I see MR commenting pause a bunch of times. Like the stream, Mr. Pause. Max Game, W Take. Like the stream. <laughs> Pancake Productions. Like the fucking stream. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard ass name. I know it oh my is. Gosh. <laughs> All right. Oh, there's another one from MR. Just kind of spammed a bunch, so we're going to keep looking at his because they're good. Ben Simmons is the biggest disappointment in NBA history. Okay, mm. Damn. That's, it's an O? I, actually. Think about it. Okay, so obviously, like, Len Bias died, so that doesn't count. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that doesn't that's count. Not, like, that's not his fault. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm saying that doesn't count. Like, we're not going to, like, hold stuff like that. And, like, I guess you can do, like, a Greg Oden, people who, like, immediately flopped. He had high expectations. Yeah. But the reason Ben Simmons has an argument is because he was great. And then he wasn't. And, like, he was so great so fast that it looked like he could be, like, who knows how great, right? People were like, is, are we watching, like, LeBron V2 but die at LeBron? So the fact that we got a taste of it, pause, and then immediately collapsed, that gives it an argument. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Me personally, no, because I've always had doubts about his game and how limiting it can be. And then also – if you were in the high school scouting trenches and college trenches or whatever, there was there's plenty plenty of reports attacking his character. And this isn't the first time that it's happened for any young NBA player whatsoever. But a lot of those things looked like they held to be true and they showed it showed to be true back in the twenty twenty one playoffs when all that stuff happened and he was holding out and all that stuff. But I I, I don't want to say that he's the biggest disappointment or bust ever. I think you would only feel that way if you genuinely thought that he could be the next Magic Johnson. Hey, I'm not Someone saying I thought Magic Mola Johnson. You. Stop playing with me, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> a rap back there. But listen, I didn't think he'd be Magic Johnson. I would never say those words out loud. It's nuts. But did I think he could be like a Hall of Famer? Like, did I think he'd be the best player in the world in 2018? Yes. <laughs> I thought he Ooh! could be that level of greatness. I saw him as a rookie and was like, he might be the next next great. Like, I was on board with him the same way I was on board with Luca year one. I'll say that. Hmm. Clearly, wow, clearly nobody remembers uh, the Jalil Okafor pick of 2015. People were talking <laughs> about Jalil Okafor like he was going to come in and drop step people to 20 and 10 <laughs> instantly. Yeah. And this man was, we, listen, he was not good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the real answer is Greg Oden, honestly. He, in terms of hype, I think it's him. Like people are commenting, Anthony uh, Bennett. Nobody ever thought Anthony Bennett would be a I star. Was he wasn't supposed to be number one. Yeah, it was a surprise. There's that iconic clip of Bill Simmons being like, "Whoa!" when he got picked because like yeah. nobody projected him being one. Yeah. Listen, Markel Fultz, Loki has. Uh, oh. He has. He has a real case because the fact that like he came in and instantly <clears throat> everything went haywire, and we for real, for real, never got to see anything from him. His whole shot changed. The confidence was shot. I think that I think he has a bigger case for like biggest disappointment ever. That's interesting too because when you think about they already had a Joel Embiid, they already had Ben Simmons, a solid core around that, and then they got to add Markel Fultz. For Sixers fans, I was like, oh my god, are we about to beat the next super team? So even though maybe people didn't think Fultz would be better than they thought Ben Simmons would be, the fact that they, they never were adding got him. Was yeah. crazy expectations. Like people thought that was going to be like the team to beat for the next decade. Yeah, but I would say I would dis I would disagree with that solely because personally I don't think that he ever had the next all time great staple around 
or circulating excuse me for sure people thought he was going to be the next combo guard you know like, yeah not to cool. say he was going to be the next james harden but he had some of those shades into his people game call him Dame. So like yeah. yeah like but that's not like all time status in my yeah, yeah so i would more so lean towards ben simmons for that even though i don't think ben simmons is the is the answer Listen, yeah. if Wemby was to was to be out here and <laughs> if oh. Wemby out here was supposed to was gonna Listen, don't 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 get me started. Like don't get me started. Boris then, Dial for the rest of his career, then I'll be like I'm gonna be like, yo, like Well yeah, yeah. Bust. If Wemby busts, he'd definitely be the biggest bust ever, but I find it yeah. hard to believe he's gonna bust. Impossible. Well listen, listen. Pop still if he keeps playing Jeremy Sohan at point guard, he's gonna ruin my son's uh he gonna ruin his career. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we don't even uh, we don't gotta get into that. That's a whole other thing. Nah, man, Pop, Pop, Greg Popovich. Let me talk to you real quick. You need to, you need to smarten up. You've been in this game for two decades plus. <laughs> I know that you know basketball. I know that you know that Jeremy Sohan should not be playing point guard right now for you. You need hmm. to figure this out because you have a generational guy and you're messing up his career. And I don't okay. like it. You looking at me like, like I'm Pop myself. Damn. <laughs> I don't do anything about it. Shit, I'm just like you watching the game. I feel like you're. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. <laughs> I'm trying to see Tell us why. Tell us why. Tell us the problem with Jeremy Sohan at point guard. Bro, I have to bring listen, I I wish I had this, uh, I wish I had this play immediately. But there was a play in in one of the uh one of their most recent games where it's Sohan on a fast break and he's com- he's coming down and Wemby's trailing. All you have to do is throw it into any type of vicinity into the seven five guy with the eight foot wingspan, and it's an easy lob. Meanwhile, Sohan kicks it out to the corner to Trey Jones. And and fills the lane, brings another mm-hmm. defender there. And Trey Jones, who is, you know, actually a point guard, he is smart enough to say, like, okay, no, let me actually take two dribbles and then throw the lob. And there's so many missed opportunities from Sohan and from the Spurs at large, where they are missing Wemby as a rim runner. And for somebody who is seven five who has the vertical catch radius that he has, there's six to eight easy points every single night if you just close your eyes and throw it up to the rim and yeah. they are, they are limiting his potential as, as a rim runner and to keep him and to keep a majority of his offensive game perimeter based when you can keep him, you know, down low, not even doing post-up stuff, but getting offensive rebounds, getting, getting those, those lobs and stuff like that, you can make the game so much easier and they're not doing it. And so as soon as you get an actual point guard, and so, or not even a point guard, just not Jeremy Sohan. As long as you can get somebody <laughs> who under, I, I'm done with the experiment. We're 17 games in the, the three and 14. Like there's, yeah. there's nothing else to see, right? Yeah. There's nothing else to see from the Spurs. Yeah. See the issue in this, with this is that you're focused on the X's I'm focused and O's on of the basketball. You need to be focused on the X's and O's of the lottery balls. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Jeremy Sohan continue to wreck this franchise for this season. No, Next season, you, no, yeah. you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You already have in look in football. There's like, there's like the concept, right? When you know, when you have a rookie quarterback and you know that he's great, your window to win a Super Bowl, to win a championship and start being competitive is now because you have a supreme advantage having the most important um, position on the field on that little cost for the Spurs right now. You have Wemby on a rookie deal before you have to pay him the Supermax before he starts getting into, right, all-star, all-NBA, DPOY, that type stuff. Now is not the time to be losing and and start creating bad and winning hab- or bad and losing habits for that franchise. 
you need to start being good right now Be or else you're going to get into the situation that the Mavs are in and look up one day and you're like, you've been trying to tank this whole time. You're five <laughs> years in and you have nobody. You have nobody around Wemby. And then the, the rumbles start happening. Like, oh, is you see, he going to go? I disagree with that right there. Let's okay. start bringing up the Mavs. The Mavs are in a different situation because Luka was already like a top 30 player just about when he stepped into the scene into the league. And they had no choice but to be like a mid-team as a rookie. For the San Antonio Spurs, although with how great Wemby is, he's not the best rookie even. He's not the best rookie this season because of Chet. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Why not? So, why not what? I'm saying, why Why is Wemby not better than, than Chet? Because he's not playing next to Shea, Jada. Yeah, that, that helps. Uh, that helps. Exactly, Isaiah exactly, Joe. <laughs> exactly. And I'm saying, like, the situation obviously matters. Chet is in a, he's in a much better situation. But even then... Even though that the Thunder situation is much better, if you can get what a 10, 15% increase on what they are getting from um from their point guard position and and unlock an entire skill set of what the seven five dude can do, <laughs> and you can get him eight more points. If Wemby, who's averaging like 16 points, or I I, I actually don't know, but I he's probably like 16 or 17, yeah. something around there. You can add six points to that and make him a 20-point-per-game score simply off of lobs and offensive rebounds. We are having a much different conversation. You see, people don't even want to go up for layups because he and his wingspan dominates the whole paint. You saw Steph Curry the other night right there at the rim. Against anybody else? like, hell no. <laughs> again, against anybody else, right? He's going he's gonna throw, throw to uh, throw, you know, throw his backside into somebody, try to get the foul, turns around, kicks that ball out. They got they got to get rid of this. And I'm listen, Wemby's my guy, right? I'm ranting all this. Get him some help now. Yeah, you're ranting. Think of this. Next hot take. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're right though. It's it's a disservice to him. Let's move on to the next hot take. What we got here? After Ben Simmons. Ooh, spicy one. Slow Donovan. Never mind. I'm gonna say something <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton has passed Dame and is a top three point guard in the league behind Luca and Steph. This Luca and Steph. Tyrese has clearly been better than Dame so far this season. Dame starts every season slow. He I don't know if he doesn't touch a basketball all summer or what. This is just what he does. Every season he starts off shooting like thirty two percent from three and then gets back into being Dame. Have you seen enough to make you think that by the time the end of the season comes that Tyrese is gonna be a better player? I feel like you cannot make that judgment yet until the playoffs start. Like, of course, you know what I'm saying? If Dane was to fall off a cliff, which he hasn't, he's been actually hooping his ass off over the last, what, five, six, seven games. You know what I'm saying? Then that's that's a different story. But as of right now, I'm not ready to commit to that just yet. Now, it's hard because Tyrese is averaging like 25 and his efficiency been crazy, are man. insane. He's leading the best, one of the best offenses in the NBA with no other all-star around him you know so their style of play his efficiency he's i said in the, in the last episode of the pod he is this era's point god took that title from trey young because he's been playing like julian newman at the start of the season so right now trey never had it you said you think trey young had the title huh i think he had the title of the point of point being point god yeah for sure this made a fast title <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah listen 25 points per game 12 assists 3.9 uh, rebounds, 
45% from three, which is, you know, probably a little unsustainable. But every year of his career, he's been at 40%. So even if it drops a little bit, still elite, elite, elite. He's been incredible. Like, what? There's no argument for Dame being better so far this year, right? No. This year, no. Like, it's hell no. Do you think that by the time... So what's your opinion on Dame, the way he's looked? Do you think he's going to bounce back? Or do you think he's just lost a step or what? Donovan, what do you think? Um... It feels like I think he's gonna bounce back. We are what 15, 16 games into a new season. He didn't um he didn't have like a long training camp with them. If I yeah, I can't I can't remember when he got traded, but I think I think he's he's gonna bounce back. He I got think. traded a little bit before media day, I think. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a long time to get acclimated. They have a new system that they're running. He's in a new situation. He, he's trying to figure out how to play off of Giannis, who is arguably the best player in the game. I, I, you can you can make the argument. Yeah, I, you, can, you can, you can, you can. Right. He will be he will be fine, but I don't think he will be better than Tyrese. So I think Tyrese has already shown enough to be to be crowned better. That's too hot. That's tough. I don't know if I can Never go that far. I love Tyrese as much as anybody, but. What we know is possible when Dame becomes Dame. Listen, if Dame still looks like this in February, then we'll talk. But because he has the repeated pattern for the last like four years of shooting like shit to start the year and then coming around and being like, oh shit, is he like actually the best offensive player in the league? Like we always had these conversations late in the year. Like, do we forget how good Dame is? If he, unless he does it, I'm going to assume he does that until he doesn't. And if that's going to be the case, he's probably still better than Tyrese. But I'm also mm-hmm. doing a lot of hoping that he's not just like worse now. Mm-hmm. We're asking Dame, who is coming off of another year of injury, who is another year older, to once again bounce back towards the end of the season. I think that Tyrese, who last year before his injury, like we I, we said on the pod earlier, he had them as a top four seed. And the only thing that cut the Pacers run short last year was Tyrese getting hurt. And now he's back. He's playing at a much higher level than he was even last year. And they're hooping. And they're winning. They're winning these crazy games. I think that Tyrese. I think it's okay to go ahead and, and take that step and say that he's that he's yeah. better than. Dame. Interesting, you say that because the chat agrees. Sixty percent of people said Tyrese is better than Dame, so we're giving that one a W take. That's look at crazy. that crazy. That's yep. crazy for this season right now, as of November twenty seventh for sure. But you know what I'm saying. Looking back at this five months from now. This will look like a real crayon eaterish take, if you ask. Me. Yeah, I'm not ain't no wrong to, with that too. Yeah, I'm not willing to write off Dame yet, but I also, honestly, even like outside of me giving Dame credit for being who he has been for a decade, it don't, it wouldn't be that shocking if Tyrese. This is the year he made the leap to being like a top ten player. It wouldn't be crazy. Mm-hmm. Damn, would he be better? You're, you're also saying he's a better. You rather have him, or you rather have Shea over him? Mm, interesting. Where did Shea come into this? You just made what? <laughs> I never I mean, said there's Shea. if well, I mean oh, you said top, oh, you said top three point guard, so that means you're gotcha. knocking Shea behind him too. So it's like oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I'm not ready to have that debate. I gotta think about I'm it. I don't that. know. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna yeah. avoid that. I'm not doing that. Next yeah. take from Taco Frog eighty eight. Alperen Sangoon will be a top ten, top seven center by the end of this year. Oh, that's I think that's a good take. That's yeah. a good take. Yeah, for sure. Let's listen. Jokic. Jokic. Embiid. Embiid. Anthony AD. Davis. Bam. Bam Adebayo. Sabonis. Yeah, I think it's a similar mold, so you got to give this a bonus. Sure. He's not, 
Gobert. Yes. Ooh, look at you. Character development. I like it. Cat. He's a four. Okay, but he, he's a four because they start two fives. Cause they're he's a, just yeah, he's out of He's a five. But he's a five. Are we taking his... This is this is the line. This is the line right now. It's it's Brook Cat Sangoon. Okay. Ooh. Brook Cat Sangoon. Start I'm... bench cut. Start bench cut Brook Cat Sangoon. That's a crazy list of names. Okay. I I'm gonna cut Brook Lopez, I think. Ouch! I feel like it's easiest to say he's third there. Just another mm-hmm. he's a great we're talking about role players. He's one of the best role players in the league to have. In Easy. terms of fitting with stars, having a stretch five that can be one of the best rim protectors in the league and rain that bitch from three, incredible. Yeah. It's not talked about right now, but he's he has he's averaging three blocks so far this season. Gets a career high. Damn, yeah. Jesus. But if I'm comparing him to two people who can be more of a centerpieces in terms of conversation of who's a better player, I feel like I gotta lean the guys that can carry a little more of a load at this point of their careers. He's kind of old. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with that. cutting Brook. Okay. I guess we're gonna start Cat. Gotta give him the credit and bench Sangoon. He's been hooping. I listen. Cat's been hooping. Yeah, <laughs> he has. I, I'm gonna give him his credit. Right, he's doing his thing. They're winning. He, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is Sangoon better than Chet? Oh, that's a real conversation to have. Right? Chet has been incredible. Chet has been incredible this year. Nah, he's not. He's, he's not better not, than Chet. He's, he's not. not he's not. He's not better than Chet. Yeah, Chet Holmgren right now. He's a top three right man of 2023 so far. Let's compare their stats. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's compare. Yeah, I think Chet, Chet's rim protection is absolutely insane. And it's just on a different level. His value is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's like a lot of the playmaking that Sangoon brings chet brings that too but on a on a little bit of, on a lower scale for sure but he brings it in like more valuable ways like in transition and when it comes to his pick and pop game i think he's obviously a better shooter than sangoon so and then you talk about the too, defense too yeah sangoon's a shooter but i think chet's like in a different he's a different yeah. level of shooter you know okay we got the comparison pulled up similar you know they both played 14 games and 16 games sangoon's averaging 20 chet's at 18 Sangoon's at nine rebounds. Chet's at eight. Five point six assists for Sangoon. Two point five for Chet. But then they both average the same steals. Chet more triples him in blocks. And we talk a lot about Chet's efficiency. Field goal percentage is similar. Oh, actually, never mind. It's because Chet takes a lot of threes, and he's hitting forty three percent of yeah. his threes. Takes four threes a game, bro. That's a lot. Sixty four percent effective field goal percentage. Hey, it might have That's to be Chet, bro. I can't, I can't lie. I love Sangoon. No, he's been Chet. great. I'm taking Chet. Yeah, let's change the change the poll in the chat to Chet versus Sangoon because this is the take that I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. That's Chet's a Chet. so much better of a shooter too. Chet's or Sangoon shooting thirty two percent from three so far this season and only sixty three percent from the line. Oh, we Historically, forgot. He's like a seventy percent shooter. We we forgot. Do we classify Porzingis as a center? For sure. Nah, really? 100%. This year, yeah, hundred percent. Like he's only better last year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so 100%. we taking we taking Sangoon or, or Porzingis. Ooh, Sanguna. Ah, that's a tough one. See, so listen, listen, they, listen they, came, they came in with the hot take saying that saying that Sanguna is top seven. Is he going to make the top ten? Right? Like, yes. Yes. Yes, he's going to make the top ten. He's at ten. He's at okay, 10. Let, list all the ones we were at so far. We had Jokic, Embiid, AD, Bam, Sabonis, Gobert, 
Cat, and then Chet. And so now okay. we have Sangoon or Porzingis. Uh, that is tough. I kind of want to lean Sangoon. I want to give him the credit, but also Tingus Pingus is pretty fucking good. <laughs> Especially in that system over there, highlighting all of his strengths. If you were the Celtics, who would you rather have in that team construction? I would rather have Porzingis. I don't I think, think that's a fair question, though, because their team is tailored perfectly. 100%. That's what I was going to ask. And then flip it. But if you're the Rockets, yeah. who would rather have? If you're the Which, Rockets, you'd rather have someone like Sangoon because Jabari, Jabari Smith is too similar of a mold of a player as Christoph Porzingis, I would say, personally. But if you're starting a brand-new organization, let's say, Isaac, you have a team in Seattle. Whoa, new expansion team. Which player are you picking if they're still on the board? Oh, I'm saying good. Obviously, if it's a new team that, like, you know, age is a part of that, injury history, just, yeah, mostly that. At the stage of their careers and their development, yeah, I yeah. feel like you have to go Sangoon in that, right? Yeah. But that doesn't, that, that's, that doesn't just mean who's better now, though. That's, like, projecting towards the future. Okay, this guy's spamming we'll, okay, a comment. We'll, listen, Hot listen, take. We can Cam take... Thomas is the most underrated player in the league. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Cam Thomas is hard to gauge these days. Cam Thomas, Cam Thomas has become the guy that everybody is going to be like, man, real hoopers know about Cam Thomas. Like, <laughs> if you're a Cam Thomas, if you're a Cam Thomas fan, I know you hoop for real. He's a bucket, and it's like, okay. Yeah, I you say that, and I get that, but also he's averaging fucking twenty seven points per game on fifty three percent effective. <laughs> no, he's hooping. Percentage. He's hooping. So also he's just good. <laughs> he's hooping, but underrated, like nah, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like everybody recognizes how good he is and how good he could be if he got the run. And he was for the first eight games this year. So I'd be saying he's properly rated now? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair to say. Properly rated right now is fair to say. And the Nets have been actually good. They haven't, like, lost a step since he's been out. So it's like... All right. I'll take... Sorry, man. Cam Thomas is properly rated. No longer underrated. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Speaking of sucks to suck... Real quickly, Donovan, you said there was a national Aster class going on right now. Is that oh, right? yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Let me, let me check in. The generational ads. Heard they don't it's... got this type of ass in strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Wizards and the Detroit Pistons, both of them are 2-14. and 14. The Wizards have lost nine games in a row. The Pistons have lost 13 games in a row. And right now the Wizards are up 89-80 to 80 with – about a minute left in the third quarter. Do we think that the Pistons can pull this game out, or will they lose their 14th straight game? Now, real quick, Isaac. What are we thinking? Kyle Kuzma is leading the game with 20 points, and Cade Cunningham is leading it for the Pistons with 18 points. Jordan Poole, 10 points, three for nine. Regular Jordan Poole things. <laughs> Shitter. But so <laughs> well, Thompson is hooping though too. Yeah, listen. Toilet Bowl. This is the Battle of the Bastards. This is <laughs> <laughs> the Tankathon Supreme. <laughs> What's a, what'd you call it? Poo-poo platter servers? Yeah. Terrible platter. game. But I didn't watch a second of it because we've been on stream. It's definitely interesting because it looks like the Pistons are going to lose. They're down by nine. And we knew the Wizards would be trash. That was kind of like the point of their season. First year rebuilding. Star of their team is Jordan Poole. It was never going to go well. <laughs> they didn't expect yeah. it to go well. Wizards fans didn't expect it to go well. It's to be expected. But the Pistons, <laughs> people thought they'd be good. They were trying to win games. So this is embarrassing. 
Listen, Monty Williams starting Fraud? to look like listen. Fraud? That whole organization. We, we, we can we can see we can we can assess that more accurately next year. However, if he goes to Detroit and somehow makes the vibes worse than what they already were, conversations <laughs> will be had. That's all that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. There's no way that you can go into that situation and be worse than what you were last year. And yeah. that's kind of wild. At least he's starting Jaden Ivy now. It didn't help. We got what we wanted, and we see Ivy and Cunningham. Because for the start of the season, we were all like, why the fuck are you starting Killian Hayes over your top five pick from last year? And eventually he listened because they were horrific. And listen, Jaden Ivy's at 23 minutes right now. Killian Hayes is at 14 for a reason. Killian Hayes is 0 for 1 from the field. Jaden Ivy's 4 for 8. Doesn't matter. <laughs> You're still going to lose the Wizards. <laughs> so that begs the question. Can anything fix this team, or are they just screwed as long as they're starting two centers, a non-shooting point guard, a non-shooting small forward, and Cade Cunningham? <laughs> yeah, they're kind of cooked. They are. They are kind of cooked. I don't. They're they're playing for lottery balls at this point. Yeah, they're, they're playing for ping pong balls. Isaiah Stewart is one for six from three. God, man, why are you? Why is you as a team being bad. led from three point volume by Isaiah Stewart? Yeah, you can't. Because you, you said it. Because they have a non-shooting point guard, a non-shooting three, two centers. Like <laughs> the ridiculous team construction. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. This is this is atrocious. You can't do nothing but feel bad for Pittsburgh fans, man. As soon as they landed the number one overall pick, everyone thought this was going to be the finally the turn of one of the most mid organizations over the last few years. But no, things got even worse. <laughs> the rebuild is in the trenches. Yeah, Look, in two thousand in two thousand six, this roster, oh, they're cooking. They're cooking. <laughs> extra big, no shooting. Yeah. But it's not it. even that big though. Isaiah Stewart doesn't even play with that much force. That's the word. I mean, the, the the real problem is they're waiting for Boyan Bogdanovich to come back, and he should slot yeah. into that four spot and ideally be exactly what they need. But he's Watch not for a long time. Wins. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just a missing key. Yeah, he's just a fucking the piece. The answer. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on to the next hot take. What do we got next on this feed? Scroll down. Ooh, let's Warriors go. finish with a top four seed. Not that hot. Orlando Magic are definitely going to make the playoffs. I agree. Not that hot. I think the hip Clippers and Heat need to blow it up. I think we all think that. <laughs> Clippers and Okay, Heat. here's a good one. More guards need to have consideration in DPOI voting. The award is too heavily favored towards front court players, and they win it too often. How do y'all feel? I disagree with that. I think the most important defensive position or defensive, yeah, position in the game is center. If you look at it historically, when it comes to what type of teams win championships and stuff like that, their backline defense is almost always elite. If not elite, they're at bare minimum subpar. And if things were vice versa, you know what I'm saying? Like the easiest game in the shot, the easiest shot in the game is a layup. And you need someone who can deflect those or at least cause some type of havoc. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So a guard can only take you so many places on defense. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if anything, I think guards are getting too, in terms of like conversation and discourse, guards are getting too much credit defensively. If anything, I think yeah. people see that bigs get it and they hear this is a point guards league as like a yeah. saying that people said for a few years which nobody really says anymore and people thought like a perimeter the game is so perimeter oriented why aren't we giving these guys dpois every year but listen they shouldn't no matter how good you are defensively marcus smart just won it 
you can only do so much when you're getting screened off of a play. Someone like Drew Holiday is fantastic at fighting through screens, so there's definitely a ton of value there. But there's way more value when you can be a big man that can block every shot at the rim and help at every single attempt at the rim, given you know that you're in defensive position. But like, there's just so many more plays you can affect as a helper, which is a majority yeah. of the plays rather than the ones where your guy has the ball in his hands. Yeah, it's a simple math game. Most shots in, in the NBA and in just basketball in general was taken at the rim. You need the most impactful position <laughs> to be good there, point blank, period. Yeah. All right, let's – so I, I, we, we agree. You don't even got to pull one. I'll take. Yeah. Clear, I'll take. Let's shift to the chat. Let's get some of the some of the hot takes from chat. We've been doing a lot of stuff from Twitter. I'm going to shift to this angle, and we're going to get our takes from chat from right now. Oh, there. Okay. okay, so real quick, I have a chat – I have a, have a – Hot take that I saved in my mind. Someone said 2018 LeBron is greater than 2013 LeBron. What do y'all think? That's, that's wrong. 2018 that's wrong. LeBron is greater than 2013 it's, LeBron. It's not. 20 listen. We can we can do everything. We can say everything we want. We can pull up all the all the video, all the highlights. I don't care. 2013, <laughs> 2013 LeBron is one of the three greatest players we've ever seen on a basketball floor. It's, three. It, yeah, I'm listen. I'm I'm giving space, but like that is, that is one of the best basketball players we've ever seen in terms of like complete packages, doing it efficiently, winning everything that you'd want from a superstar. 2013, Bron is it? Okay, well I'm running the poll right now. Well, let's see what people say. I, I don't think it's as easy as you're saying. I get why you're saying that. Twenty, you know, it's peak athleticism, peak defensive skill, which I think people underrate. He was a goon defensively then. The conversation would be a lot different if he didn't get his defensive player of the year stolen by Marcus Hall. But there's something to be said about how genius of a player he was in his older years. In 2018, he still had enough athleticism. It's almost like we always say that like 96 Jordan was the best one. There's debate when people that are like maybe it's 92, 88, whatever. But you know, yeah. people there's there's definitely a lot of value to being an older player and having that cerebral approach and just being especially when you're 2018 LeBron, when you're like the smartest player you've ever seen. I think there's an argument for 2018. I don't think it's as easy as you're saying. I don't. I don't. I don't think <laughs> LeBron is easily one of the greatest scores in history. That's when his bag was the absolute deepest. Shot was working like shit. And of course, he still he still hasn't lost. He didn't lose a step at all. And the only real ding on that, like Isaac alluded to earlier, was his defense was not like that. So I'm still leaning towards 2013 for sure. But 2018 was a joy to watch. Yeah. I so if you okay put it this way, both teams are even, everybody's the same, and you had to put one on each other team. Would you pick the team that has twenty thirteen LeBron to beat the twenty eighteen LeBron team? Yes, yes I would. Okay, yes I would. It's tough. I probably Listen, I, I I agree. In the, the day, I'll probably I'll roll with y'all. And the chat sixty two percent are saying twenty thirteen. So we gotta we gotta L take it. But I damn. think it's 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 close. <laughs> nah, nah. Listen. Obviously, you can only play who's in front of you. They was playing Victor Oladipo and the Pacers, and then they were playing Kyle, uh, and then they were, and then they True. were playing Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan. And it's like, yo, they're not doing anything. They're not. They're not scaring me. Yeah, but you know, what I'm saying he had George Hill on his team and fucking Kyle Carver. Kevin Love was <laughs> averaging a smooth 18 points per game, trying to be. You know what I'm saying? A second star. So it's like he didn't really have much. So even though, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to play the team in front of you. The team beside him was pretty bleak as well. So seeing what he did back then is generational. No, it's, a major, it's a major accomplishment 
and that entire season was great. First time he played 82 games in in a season. Like what he was able to do at that stage of, of his career with that team around him was amazing. But one for one, that 2013 is just a better player. No, I get that. Yeah. that. yeah. Again, the, the defensive gap in athleticism, like, and it's not like we talk about 2018 LeBron as like being this like genius. It's not like 2013 LeBron was like some dunce just running dunk man. He was also a basketball genius then too. So that's fair. I, I respect it. Let's see. Chat's going crazy. Y'all keep spamming your hot takes. We're going to start taking them from chat. So spam them up. The more you comment, the more chance I pick yours. So let's keep going. Hawks can win a chip with Trey Young as the MVP from Atlanta Falcon fan 11. <laughs> <laughs> I about that. Atlanta Falcons fan, I'm not even listening to you, man. You know nothing about good sports. Leave me and DTFO, man. God damn. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we got another cool. donation from Mr. Dunk06. He said, who is better, Shea or Tyrese? First off, thank you for the $10. So I guess now we got to have this debate we're trying to avoid because he wanted to tip us. So Shea or Tyrese, who are we taking? I need $5 more for my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do your this. answers. <laughs> I don't want to do this, man. Okay, That's the answer. Oh, the answer is still Shea. I think we have to give it to Shea until we see more of a body of work from Tyrese. He's still a thirty point per game scorer this year. Shea is getting less free throw attempts. You know, people last year people were crying like they do for every highest volume score that gets a lot of free throws, saying he's a merchant. Hasn't been this year, and he's been averaging the same amount because he's been a bucket for mid range, and his passing doesn't touch Tyrese's at all. But Not even close. you know. Not, not even close, but he's a good enough playmaker. Like, in the system they have, he's not a bad passer by any means. And he's a way better defender than Tyrese. That's like so, that's what decides it for me because Tyrese is a shit defender. Yeah, exactly. Thank I you think... for answering for me because I don't want to <laughs> between those two. That's hard. <laughs> no, I mean, the cop-out is, uh, like, it's SGA for now, and we'll see yeah. when Tyrese gets more of a chance to do this for a whole year because he is shooting 45% from three, which is crazy. <laughs> so who knows if you can compete to keep doing that yeah we're in the poll though we'll see yeah it's it's so it's so hard and honestly this should be like damn near a 48 52 type result from the poll if not then a lot of y'all are just straight up wrong because it's a lot closer than you think but i think for me personally in a playoff setting i might value a player like shay because <laughs> I, I don't i can't imagine what do you see Mr. Dunk donated another $5. He said, Donovan, you're not getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> he got you in a headlock right now. Shout out, Mr. Dunk. My bad, my bad. Okay, okay. Go ahead. You got Go me. Ahead. You got me. I'm, I'm going to take Shay. I'm going to take Shay. I'm going to lean on the All-NBA selection last year. I think somebody who can, at, at the guard position, somebody who can dominate the paint the way Shay can and – I think that that means like a lot and his ability to like Isaac said be be a bucket draw free throws control control the offense Tyrese is just not a great defender and sometimes it's like At laughable all. How, it's it's laughable how bad he is defensively so I will give Shea the nod because right now he is the more complete player Yeah and I have I have it pulled up now the stat comparison a lot of green on Shea's side. The only green on Tyrese's side is assist per game, three-point per game, and effective field goal percentage. But I will say, 62% effective field goal percentage to 56, it's a good amount. Like, Shea has been, I mean, Tyrese has been incredibly efficient. So we got to give him that credit. Let me see what their true shooting is, comparatively. <coughs> this year, the true shooting is 66 for Tyrese and 63 for Shea. So both of them are pretty incredible. 
We've got another oh, donation cool. here. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take a share. Mickey, tip $5. Appreciate you, man. Says, the current NBA has the most amount of talent ever, but they need they need to make the NBA into more of an entertainment product really... Okay, but the need to make the NBA into more of an entertainment product really hinders the growth and career of new players coming into the league. Do y'all feel like Adam uh, Silver is twerking too much for TV? Listen. No. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think that I don't think that young players now are at it are at a serious disadvantage. I think young players now can come into the league and have enough opportunity to play and be and be free and not be hindered by a system or do anything like that. And I think that the game is much more open and allows for a lot of creativity and and young players to to start. I think the NBA wants to twerk for TV because they're trying to figure <laughs> out a way to get to get the ratings back up and they're in this weird space of trying to figure out where like the next wave of viewership is going to be, right? Cable numbers are down, the old models dying, all that type of stuff. And you've seen Silver try to figure some some things out, but I don't think that what Silver is doing to try and get ratings, I don't think that hinders the game and how it's being played. Yeah. I, I agree. In, in, ter- I in, ter- in terms, well. yeah, yeah. Probably. And honestly, if we're talking about f- four players, like this, he says the product really hinders the growth and careers of new players coming into the league. I think it's the opposite because turning this game into an entertainment product lets Carlton Towns make sixty million dollars a year. Lets people come in. The Mellow Ball is a star. He has more attention to his name than any star outside of Kobe, Michael Jordan, and so on did in the early two thousands. The platform these players can get because the because the NBA is so dominant on social media is incredible. So we're talking about four players, way better for their careers. He probably means more though on the court, and even then, like, what's the downside? Well, I think that's more of a of a rule thing. I think that the way that the rules are set up, that you can say like if you are changing certain rules to make the game look a certain way, to be more of an entertainment product in that way, yeah, I can kind of agree. Um, but in terms of like, well, actually, I need I need to know more. What what specifically do you think that Adam Silver is doing to like hinder young players' growth? Like, what what do you consider as entertainment? Because I I just I need more clarity on that. Yeah, what do you think, Mo? <sighs> Have any opinion? Nah, not really. I mean, like, what the <laughs> hell is Adam Silver doing? Like, yeah, they act like he's driving to these players' houses and telling them to do this, like. It, it's just, I don't have any strong, any real strong opinion in my opinion. But I think the product yeah. is fine as it is. They just need to do a better job of fucking fixing League Pass. Fuck that. <laughs> league pass I will say, let me shift this because <laughs> I'm with him that there's a lot of downsides of the way the NBA is marketed right now, but not for, for sure. players. I think for fans. And I think for the collective IQ of young NBA fans is being greatly harmed by the main thing you see on TV every week is just like, Who's getting traded to the Lakers? Who doesn't got that dog in them? Who wants it more? There's very little, like, talking about the game from, like, an ESPN or whoever, the broadcasting partners, in terms of, like, conversation around it. Because, like, you watch an NFL game, and, like, the people on halftime are breaking it down, explaining things to everybody, X's and O's. The reason Tyreek Hill is eating because Josh, because his coach is really great at setting up these routes to get him open on the flank and so on. on. We're missing that in the NBA from, like, a top-down perspective. So I don't think yeah. it's bad for the players, but I think it's really bad for the fans long term. Yeah, I don't know if that. Wait, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I was gonna say at the same time, basketball is a much easier sport to digest than a sport like football. 
you have to think there's so many, so many things, so many players and factors that is the reason why you get a product that you get or out of a play or two. Meanwhile, in basketball, you one player can change the entire game as we know it. You know what I'm saying? And so, and also something I want to say is that like, I don't know if basketball is a sport meant uh, for the, to be broken down like that, because I think it can because be of its simplicity, because of its simplicity, like a lot of people won't gravitate towards that as much. And it's like a longer, it's a long season too. So it's like, I don't know. There's so many factors to this. And yeah. my thoughts are solidified. No, no, it's definitely great to market it as an entertainment product, like inside the NBA award-winning, incredible, one of the most like successful pieces of sports media. It's great. There should just be a balance for, for every inside the NBA we have, we should have a more uh, analytical approach. So we'd have a balance of both. Next tip. SC615 is tip $5. He said, Jason Tatum is a more complete player than Luka Doncic. I saw that. Let's fire this one up. Let me start this poll. Uh, Jason Tatum over Luka Doncic. W or L take? I'm going to go ahead and give that an L take. In terms of complete player, what do you mean by that? Can Jason Tatum affect more? Does he Does he have more round of a game? Does he have any defense? Because defensively. Things? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because Jason Tatum is not like a black hole, and he, he can play make now a little bit. But that doesn't mean anything because like Luca's greatness and what he does just surpasses what, what he does offensively when it comes to passing the ball and his tough shot making surpasses. You know, what I'm saying the defense in my opinion. It's not a crazy, crazy, crazy claim. So what he said is he's a more complete player. I don't know if he means that he's a better player. Did you guys view that as the same thing? No. I think I think a lot of times we say this person's more complete or they're more of an all-around player to try and give somebody credit. And that's just like a roundabout way of like trying to give them something when we know we know that Luca's better than Jason. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but, but you want to give Tatum some type of credit. So you're saying like, okay, he's a more all-around player, which yeah. is correct. He can do – he's – like his game is more rounded because of the defensive aspect, but the way that Luca trumps him in passing, and the way that Luca trumps or not not even, yeah, the way that Luca trumps him in passing and trumps him in terms of like controlling the flow of of a game, that can overshadow a lot of the defensive deficiencies that he has. So he's still better, but he's not yeah. wrong that Tatum is more complete. Yeah, it's just like uh, he's better defensively, but if complete means like they can do more things, check more boxes. Sure, but like you said, if the totality of the impact is still leaning towards a guy that's offensive-oriented, does it matter? Like, does that completeness even mean anything in this sense? No, it doesn't matter. Exactly. I remember back in the day, like six, seven, maybe eight years ago, uh, B-Souls, he used to have the shout out to B-Souls, he used to have this series where he did like a versus. And at the time, this was before Steph Curry. He was already Steph Curry, but he was still making his way out and edging to be the clear-cut best point guard in the NBA because Russ is very well still in those conversations. And the biggest strong point for those Russell Westbrook arguments was like, he is a better rebounder, playmaker, defender. He can, and he's also just like, he's as good of a great scorer, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people weren't able to read out, read out those weeds because, you know, it took time. It took time for a lot of people just to realize how truly great he was when, and a lot of people solidified that once he started to earn those championships and have meaningful success in the playoffs. So this could be a, I don't, I don't see people going as hard at this. 
I'm pretty sure consensus, a lot of people believe that Luca is better. But it's just one of those things that time will time will help heal this yeah. conversation. Shout out to Mickey. Me. He donated another dollar. Appreciate you, Mickey. Let's let's pick another hot take from the chat. I think we can all agree. Everybody, the the chat is sixty percent Luca over Tatum. So nice little L take. Sorry, man. Yeah. Someone said, "What's what are we looking at? D Wade over Dirk all time from Nicholas Oliver." D Wade or Dirk? We, There's a lot of Dirk comparisons today. A lot of Dirk talk. People love Dirk. He's people love to say got... people are better than Dirk. That's what people like. To do. <laughs> <laughs> people like to shit on Dirk. Did I have? I think I had Dirk higher than D Wade all time. Who's I think I'm better, D Wade go... or Dirk? I think I'm gonna go Dirk. So I think. Run this poll. Yeah. I Listen, Dirk's one ring is one of the most valuable rings in NBA history. Like that, the the weight that he has with that ring is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, no donation from Nikhil Aurora. <laughs> what are your thoughts on SGA and Skims? How y'all feel Listen, about man. Man and his Skims commercial? Speaking about Skims, guess what, y'all. Back here in my red chair, I got a. We're gonna go ahead and do a skims unpack reveal try on. Skim, what? <laughs> you you guys no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. No. Why you? Why did your eyes flare? I was gonna say. Mo, ice okay. Fine. Let's go. <laughs> Mo's in the big cam. Let's do it. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Drop Tim Donalds, big body Benjamin. Let's do it. <laughs> this shoe's gonna get nuts. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I copied right, me a pair, though. <laughs> I copied <laughs> Side note, there's currently games going on. We talked about the Poo Poo Platter Bowl. The Wizards are up 107-93. Let's take a check-in on the other game going on, Lakers versus Philly. I don't know if y'all are watching right now, if y'all are watching the stream. Philly is beating the shit out of the Lakers. 117-86. Yeah! <laughs> this Damn. is Get a bloodbath. Get Ooh, into it. Let's look at the box score so far. AD minus 13. Torian Prince minus 26. LeBron James minus 30. These starters are getting their teeth kicked in. Damn. <laughs> Tough. Love it. Wait, what Tyrese is he Maxey got 29. <coughs> Tyrese Maxey is hooping on him. He has 29 points, hit 5 for 12 on threes. We love to see it. 30 point, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists, triple double. Good God, man. He's eating. Yeah, it's not looking good. Have we, again, we'll watch the game afterwards, but. It's not looking good for the Lakers as a Lakers fan. Not what I like to see, but we'll, we'll check in on this at the end of the game. We'll see where, we'll see where it's at. If y'all, if y'all are watching Lakers, the game. As the Lakers hater, this is exactly what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Your Monday night is made. <laughs> yep. All right, let's, let's, let's look at another chat in here. Let's find another hot take. Ooh, chat's moving so fast. I can't even see. I got to scroll up. <laughs> Bobby Portis will be sixth man this season. Good for Bobby Portis. Okay, Gross, hot take. OKC has to win a championship the next three years due to the age of their young core. I think that's crazy. They have to <laughs> win a championship over the next three years? They oh, no, my bad, my bad. They might win a championship in the next three years due to their draft picks in the same young core. Do, okay, so let's just you know remix okay, this. Do you think OKC is going to win a championship in the next three years? I think it's very possible. When you have 17 draft picks over the next, what, three years or so, you have the ability to throw everything on the plate and and get whatever star player is unhappy at that period in time. You get a couple of them, to be honest with you, if, if you really <laughs> want to. With the assets that they have, some valuable young players on their team, too, that 
can move some pieces or whatever. Like they could absolutely do. And with how good they are right now, they're obviously not going to be a top. I don't think they're going to finish the NBA season as a top two seed. But with the pieces that, that they have in place, Chet Holmgren is looking like a great secondary option. Shea is Shea. Nothing's going to change. Lou Dort is Lou Dort. I think they have a perfect opportunity to go ahead and do so in the next two years. But it just it's heavily reliant if they decide to throw in those picks or not, which I don't think they should. What do you think? Wait, you don't think you don't think they should? Right now, no. You, I think you do. You pull first and foremost. They have to figure out what they have and how far they can go with this core. Shout out to Mickey for donating another dollar. His comment says, I agree the NBA is more profitable than ever and it benefits players more than anybody, but the players also yeah. currently have it much easier than ever that they might not commit to reach their full potential career-wise, such as Ben Simmons and DeAndre Ayton. I think mm. those are two specific examples of guys that are not about it. Well, let me not say Ben Simmons. He's been injured, hurt a lot. I don't really hurt him for that. DeAndre Ayton just doesn't want it bad enough, and I think that's on him. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything else. He just doesn't want it bad enough at all. Facts. All right, on the, on the on the OKC thing, I I disagree. They need you can't draft seventeen people over the next two years and keep everybody on your roster. Trade <laughs> the picks you have in the NBA to win a title. You need like a top ten, top seven player on your team, and then right fill it out around that. You have one. You have Shea. You got another one in Chet. And if you have those picks, right now is the opportunity to go in and trade them. You don't even need necessarily a star, but if you go and get somebody who fits your team, like exactly, like if they went and got a, like an, an OG and an OB, right? Or if they yeah. went and got, um, I don't know, I, he's he's the main he's the main name in my head right now. Mm-hmm. But you can fill you can fill the margins very well, but you have to make that run right now. So I think that they have to give up the picks. Bro, with the way you saw Masai Ujiri is taxing, they're not going to have any more picks by the time they trade. <laughs> they for can it. do it, that though. But they, but they can afford it. They can do it. Teams are going like, to be taxing you... the hell out of their ass. <laughs> yeah, everybody they, everybody they knows. Listen, everybody looks yeah. at you and sees you got 27 picks for me. If I would charge yeah. the Warriors three first-round picks for OG and Anobi, I know you got it, and I know you need OG and Anobi, so maybe don't take five. <laughs> like, it's going to be hard for them to make a deal with everybody Give them knows 12. Who cares? <laughs> you can't, again, you can't. They have like 36 picks over the next four years. You literally cannot draft and keep everybody. Trade <laughs> them. It's okay. Another dono, Oklahoma, Oklahoma says, I really love the stream and been watching for a while now. My hot take is that Orlando beats Bucks in seven. I don't believe in Dame, and the Bucks don't have enough. And I'm not going to last part. Orlando beats Bucks in seven. Now, if that was to happen, that will, man, that will even. You know what? I like that. On I like that. You like that because like it's eight, man. You like that because this is what of keeps course. you alive. <laughs> but it's interesting, though. Orlando's defense is real. And they are, they can, they have the length to compete with, uh, with Milwaukee. We'll see what Milwaukee's depth looks like, right? Um, yeah, come, come. You, you know you know what I said. Right, I <laughs> right? But let's see what, what Milwaukee's depth looks like. Palo's starting to come around, right? He had a slow start. He's starting to hoop again. Like you said, if your man Jalen Suggs can – if he can stay – if he can uh, stay healthy and knock down threes, they're kind of dangerous. I don't Listen, hate they got that. Go-Go, Go-Go Batad's day. <laughs> they're cooking. I was they the big only man one in NBA history, in YouTube history, <laughs> who – was a go 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 gabatate fan man i was rooting for him i wanted him on, on my hawks to be honest with as you say that he just got scored on these highlights i'm showing he just got dunked on he got gave up an easy dunk to mark listen, williams listen, 
And that is why I don't make YouTube videos anymore. <laughs> it's like that. I said Jared Culver was going to be the next Jimmy Butler. <laughs> but no, I don't think... Uh, I, listen, I was high on Jared Culver, too. <laughs> I don't I think... I love the Magic. In a specific matchup against the Bucks. I just don't think they'll have the firepower. I think their defense is definitely real. It's going to make them regular season just a great team like we're seeing. They can win a playoff matchup against certain teams, like maybe they can beat the Knicks, something like that, where it's going to be a rock fight. It just comes down to... Actually, no, because I think Jalen Brunson would... I'd trust him more than I would Paolo and Franz in that scenario. Mm -hmm. I don't know what team it is. There's certain matchups they could probably win. I don't think the Bucks is one of those. I don't know if they can keep up the firepower of... I'm assuming by the time the playoffs come around, Dame and Giannis pick and roll will finally be... You know, moving Dame's gonna be making the shots again. I just don't see the Magic having that kind of firepower for a seven-game series. Man, you know what they need to go ahead and do? They, they need, need to go ahead time. and package Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. Even though you have to assume he's a big part of their defense too, even though he's not starting, like he is, in my opinion, one of the five best defenders in the NBA. I felt yeah. that way about him for a long time, even when he's been off the court. I just think about that man as an absolute monster. So. I just think, think about the trade package <laughs> for him. What? What are you laughing about? <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a monster off the court. <laughs> off the court, Jonathan Isaac. How? What do you do? Oh, a topic for <laughs> no, another no day. Comment. No comment. <laughs> no, no, no allegations. He's just Crowning another. To do. Hit my DM. Give me your info. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Mill Mill gave us another donation. Said, "What player do you feel like coaching destroyed their career?" That's a good one. Coaching destroyed their career. Listen, man. It was looking like Cam Thomas for a couple of years, but finally finally he's getting his run. Who else got destroyed by coaching that could have been great? Oh, man. Justin Herbert. Uh, Jalen um, Johnson, I would say. Shout out to, what's his name? Oh, facts. Uh, Milk Dud McMillan. The second, they, I, I said this on the, on the pod the other day. They, they chose to play someone named Cat Barber. Over, <laughs> over him back when the whole team got wiped with COVID. We got smeared to death. And he's like, he looked at everyone on the bench. See, he saw the most credit, credited basketball player, 6'9", light-skinned dude who went to Duke. He's like, nah, give me some random AT alien. <laughs> Why is light-skinned matter? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> give me some random AT alien from Atlanta himself, Cat Barber. Let's put him in. And he hooped. I saw Hometown him. Hero. He could get buckets. Now, Cat Barber was an extra on the show Atlanta. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? No, of course not. <laughs> well, I don't believe that. <laughs> I open my eyes wide open. I'm like, whoa, are you serious? Can't yeah. motion. <laughs> well, no, Jalen Johnson's a good pick. He was definitely on that route. Let's see if the comments are people saying anybody. Who else is messed up by having a coach that doesn't know how to rock with him? Obi, Obi Kenyon Martin Jr., that's a good pick. Mm. Obi, oh, Obi Toppin, underrated. People were saying that in the chat. Yeah. For sure, yeah, I like that pick. I'm seeing a lot of those get Mo out the hood. People are spamming that. Shout out. Bro, oh, Alperin Sengun was on that time. Listen, 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 listen. The whole Rockets team would have got their careers ruined <laughs> if they kept if they kept Steven Silas. He was on that type of time for sure. He was wasting everybody. Kenya Martin Jr., Alperin Sengun. Oh, another. Okay, we got another donation. Anon says, hot take. Players like Chet and Ben Simmons who spend a year learning the NBA in the NBA system should not be eligible for Rookie of the Year in their first season playing. That is true. Uh, no, it that is, is not. I hate this that shit. That is true. Why? Chet Holmgren broke his foot. What do you think he was doing in the last year? Walking around in a boot on a scooter for nine months and then recovering to get in-game shape. He didn't gain shit from being around the Thunder. That is that is wrong. That's actually wrong. Oh, he you was have, next to Chet this entire time. Tell him what's bro, wrong. You have, he had a boot for nine months. 
you have an entire year to be in the facility, have Oklahoma City um, nutritionists, have Oklahoma City trainers, have be able to have your body adjust to travel. You think Gonzaga doesn't have that? <laughs> on the on the okay, it is something different. It is something different to play a 33 game schedule and be a half student athlete than to actually be a professional athlete, travel with the team, get accustomed to to everything that, that you need and whatever resources. Gonzaga, I promise you the Oklahoma City Thunder and actual NBA team have more resources than Gonzaga, a mid-major school. I promise <laughs> no, for you sure. That. For sure. They have I more. But that. again, these people miss a season because they're hurt. They're not over here in the lab bulking up, like getting crazy tra- training. His foot's broken. He's on a scooter for six months and a boot for three more. When he starts, when he starts training, right? If he were to do that in Gonzaga, his training camp, he would be playing one on one against Drew Timmy. This time, he's playing one on one. Timmy's a bucket. He's playing, he's playing one on one against Shay, against Jalen Williams. He has NBA coaches around him. He has the entire lifestyle and everything outside of actual in-game experience to be acclimated to what this is. And that's a major part of it. No, no he I understand that. considered a rookie. See, I, I'm with you. That's a thing, but it's, it's a separate thing from winning rookie of the year. End of the day, it's still his rookie season. There's still something, no matter how much of that goes into it, you still have to be on the court. It's a whole other thing to get accustomed to the game. That is a thing, but it's not so much an advantage. I'm going to pretend they're not rookies. Like, I'm not going to let him out of the running for an award that he earns just because, you know, he had the misfortune of being hurt for a season. He still didn't play. Like, I don't think I should disqualify them. Yeah, I think he should, he should there's, been, there's been so many players in NBA history towards the back end of the draft, obviously, who haven't gotten a lot of burn or any burn and are still ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just because you're, you, you have the ability to ooh, get your foot massage for an extra 15 minutes every single day, you know what I'm saying, doesn't automatically shouldn't automatically disqualify you from winning rookie of the year because you get that extra treatment and you get all those reps footage and all that stuff like it doesn't matter at the end of the day are you playing on the court or not because there's there's been so many there's been so many times where we've seen players miss hella time and they come back you know what i'm saying looking either worse or looking like they haven't gotten better at all you know yeah, I just and, and you know, also in the day, what's to be gained by making some of your most marketable young stars not be able to win an award? Like it's, what are what are we gaining here? That's it's different. Like, that's, di- that's different. We can, that's we can different. let Donovan Mitchell be Rookie of the Year. Great. Who gives a fuck? It's more interesting if it's a race. That's yeah. that's that's different, right? That's talking about the politics of the award and and the marketing stuff. I'm saying the morals of this, right? The morals. That, that's what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. Right? I'm I'm talking I'm talking about what's right and what's wrong. And for Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell came from college, summer league, started hooping. And Ben Simmons went college, summer league, a year to acclimate, and then hooping again. Like, he had an advantage. That He's recovering from injury. Like, it's not like they're just over here rolling the red carpet out and, like, gets every benefit with no downsides. He's hurt. He's recovering. I'm not, say- I'm not saying he has no, no downsides. I understand he's hurt. But everything else does like play. It a matters part a little bit. It. You're right. It's a thing. You're right. I think it, okay. I think it matters more than you're giving it credit for. No, I think it matters. I understand. I agree. I just don't think it should disqualify them from winning Rookie of the Year. I think acknowledging yeah. it matters and saying they can't win this award because of it are two different things. Yeah, for sure. You lost that. your rookie season. <laughs> but you didn't though. You, lost, you didn't though. It's, the rookie season. It. If you didn't touch the court, it's not a rookie season. 
So if somebody, so if somebody, <laughs> if somebody, right, let's say Mo gets drafted next year, doesn't play a <laughs> lick of, of basketball, right? Just DMPs, coaches' decisions, right? Does not play. Does he get to win rookie of the year? If I, I actually think they, I think they do let them do that. I think that is a thing. If your people are like are in the G League the whole year and never are active in the roster, you can't be on no, the no, active no, no, roster. No, 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 no. He's on. He's on the team, right? He makes the fifteen, <laughs> but he never plays. Does and then the next year he comes. I don't out know. And he was hooping. Are you giving him rookie of the year? I don't know. It's, he's not injured. It's different. Come on, you know it's different. He's not. He doesn't have an injury he's recovering what's, from. What's the difference? He doesn't. He doesn't play. He didn't <laughs> get to play because of injury, not merit. That's the difference. They're not going to hold somebody back because they got hurt. He did not play. He did not. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep it moving. Next I think, take. No, I think no. we, listen, we're an hour and a half in of doing hot takes. I think we transition here, and we spend the next 30 minutes perusing NBA Reddit and talking through these stories. Y'all down? The deepest and darkest places in the internet. Let's do it. Let's see man. the nonsense that's being, that's being perpetrated on NBA Reddit. Let's see. Let's see what's going on here. Let's hit a quick refresh. It's gonna get dark. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, there's some goofy shit on here. Oh, this is a funny one I saw earlier. Yusuf Nurkic with no respect for Randall's jumper. Let's watch look at look at Yusuf Nurkic's big lazy ass just standing here, not not contesting this jumper. That's what <laughs> I looked like when I was playing Don when I was playing Donovan one on one in LA. <laughs> like fuck this man, I ain't guarding that. <laughs> the hook of this is that he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, I promise you that is not disrespect towards Julius Randle. That is Nurkic being lazy. That's that, that's what that is. That's him giving up. Yeah. In the first quarter, by the way, that's just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> There's four minutes left. There's been nine minutes of, or eight minutes of game time, and he's already like, "You got it." <laughs> yeah, no, and then he has weird. fucking Eric Gordon under the rim fighting for his life, trying to grab this rebound from Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> well, he doesn't even jump to the board either. He just leaves him to fucking die. This is crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> You're running in practice. <laughs> we getting you on that pacer test, Nurkic. Get your stamina up. You, Nurkic, you are a suspect. <laughs> Next one. Let's keep going. What else we got on here? Alperin Sengun reveals that he was relieved to learn that he got drafted by Houston and not OKC after hearing that Oklahoma City is boring. Have any of y'all been to Oklahoma? No. Yeah, I, I have. I've been to Tell multiple cities in Oklahoma. I, I say this like with 100%. This is how I feel. Oklahoma is my least favorite state in the country. I, <laughs> I, Damn. I, Damn. Do, I hate that state so much. It is terrible. It is not fun. It is boring. So like, I understand this. But at the same time, Sangoon, you could be living it up on the pop shot at Dave and Buster's. You can have <laughs> mad tickets, so many tickets. You can win every prize that you want if you're just killing the pop shot. Do that. <laughs> but yeah, I hate Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Damn, over Utah, I'm, I, over Iowa. Over I've never been there, Arkansas, and I've, oh I've never planned on going there. What country is Alperin Sangoon from? He's from Turkey. Uh, yeah, Turkey. Turkey. I wonder where he came came up with. He must have came up in their version of L.A. It must have been popping if he thought he was too good and too out here for Oklahoma City. He must have been in the most popping part of Turkey, living it up. He said, I'm 19. I better be where the Houston strip clubs are with James Harden. I can't be out here at the casinos in Oklahoma. Yeah, his bad hole radar was just not working in fucking OKC, apparently, bro. Because that's just like, obviously, that has to play, has to play a part of it, bro. As a rookie, why do you care about the excitement 
of each NBA team. Now, when it comes to specific players, What do you like, mean? You just made millions of dollars. You're 20 years old. You're like, oh, no, I'm going to be outside. <laughs> this comment says, if you Google the Turkish population in Houston, it says 5,000 people. If you Google the Turkish population in Oklahoma, it shows you the population of turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> they got no Turks out there. <laughs> uh, okay, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> uh, As a Houstonian, I feel like the amount of Turkish people here is way more than just 5,000. Are the Turkish out here in Houston living it up? Like, they, they move heavy in Houston? Listen, any Houston is huge. You need to understand how big Houston is. Any <laughs> population that you want to look for, there's a community out here. He got that hardened in him. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Next story. Oops, scroll this back over. What we got next? Uh, the Josh Giddy-related story, which I guess we will not touch on until more information comes out because it is not a joyful fun thing to talk about at this current moment <laughs> big fucking yikes <laughs> he's he's on nasty man timing right now but facts if, if this is all true he is another he who should not be named <laughs> yeah. well we got another tip from oklahoma last take the 2019 raptors are one of the most well-rounded if not the most well-rounded team in nba history that could have took on another title from any other super team unlike uh like the 2017 durant warriors could the raptors have won another well, chip they stay together no <laughs> I think they're good. That team they could have won again. That team was so fucking deep, man. Having Marcus Saul, pa- uh, Pascal Siakam before he actually broke out. Imagine this current day Pascal Siakam or all NBA Pascal Siakam or whatever elite version of him that you want to put up there next to Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry doesn't have to have that much of an impact. OG Ananobi is so much a better of a player. They might be cooking still, to be honest. That do team they, was do they, so well built. Does Pascal make that jump if Kawhi's still there, though? If Kawhi Leonard, if Kyle Lowry still continues to decline as a player, then for sure. I think so. I think they gradually give him the keys because I think everyone saw it coming at that point in time. And if Kawhi Leonard stayed, I do, I'm going to take it like another step further. When it comes to over the past few years, over the past few years, I still think they've, they've been one of the best championship teams. The only team where I'm not going to be like, okay, I don't know if they can touch them is maybe like the Nuggets and the Lakers. But outside of that, I might lean towards them. <laughs> Next thing we got here, this is the story we didn't talk about. Paul Reed says, on Anthony Davis, he's a big flopper, so make sure I don't get in foul trouble early. I can't be too aggressive with him. He's going to be flailing, so I got to make sure I stay out of foul trouble. How did y'all feel about this comment coming from Paul Reed, Philadelphia's finest? Dude said I that as like... he got 40 minutes a game out there, bro. <laughs> Relax. You're not guarding him. <laughs> hey, how many free throws does Anthony Davis have tonight? I don't know. Listen, <laughs> if it... Anthony Davis went ahead and got five free throws, and he made three of them. Hey, maybe he was spitting. Maybe he. Maybe the refs didn't want to – maybe the refs swallowed their whistle oh because they heard goodness. Paul Reed. Okay. Wait, time out, guys. I'm looking over. The final score of the Lakers game is in. The 76ers won 138-94. to 94. Oof. They beat that's, they beat them. What is that? By, uh, 40, by 40, 44. 44 points. Damn. AD had 17 that's, that's points. Disgraceful. That's disgraceful. LeBron had 18. This is the best player on the Lakers, Isaac. You make me sick. Who? Are you talking about LeBron or AD? Neither one of them AD. showed out. <laughs> Look at LeBron. Neither one of them showed out. This is nasty. <laughs> is this this can't be real? LeBron had zero rebounds. This has to be a glitch. No, he has. He had literally zero rebounds. That is insane. I've Watch never eight. seen the LeBron game with zero. He must have zero had no rebounds. Effort. He must have had zero effort. This is this must have been one of those things. For LeBron. LeBron was also questionable coming into the game, so maybe he played through a little bit of an injury. Mm. 
Well, look, they, were down, they were down 13 at the end of the first, so it was probably LeBron was like, all right, I, I'll see y'all next game. <laughs> yeah, I got y'all. That's crazy. Yeah. Let's go back to Reddit. <laughs> but yeah, B-Ball Paul, hilarious, coming from a teammate of Joel Embiid's. Though I do, do, I really don't give a shit about any of this foul drawing discourse. I think it's all annoying. It's a part of the game, man, even though Joel Embiid finished the game with 12. No, he's a merchant. He's a merchant, and it's annoying. <laughs> it's yeah. annoying? You don't like it? No, you're too big. You're too big to be doing all that. You are seven. You are seven one. Bro, (laughs) can you stop falling everywhere when somebody six two touches you? I'm gonna need you to be strong. We got a highlight of Victor Wembanyama's defense on Jokic. Two block shots. He's cooking. Let's see what happens in third play. Look at that. Jokic says, "Okay, I'm gonna bully you." Shoulder, shoulder, psych. Not scoring. Three misses in a row. I wonder (laughs) if this is every shot or just the good ones. It's probably just the good ones, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> he shut down the MVP. <laughs> we know propaganda when we see it. <laughs> no, this is great. Again, it gets gets back to what Donovan was talking about earlier. I need them to stop fucking around and ruining his rookie season and give him a real team that makes sense and play a point guard in the court with him. Because we should be seeing tweets every night about his rookie season, but we're not because they're being terrorists. It's insane how... <laughs> it's this insane. man scored 40 on Kevin Durant, and they were like, yeah, let's just not give him the ball. Shut this shit down. <laughs> <Let's not. laughs> That's so crazy. Yuck. He said, we've seen enough. Yeah. He said, <laughs> there's no I in team, Vic. <laughs> jo- Joel Embiid is number one in the NBA in free throws made at 155. The next highest is Lillard at 129. Over 32% of Embiid's total points have come from free throws. Donovan, ah, thoughts? Man. He's a merchant, and it's not like <laughs> it's it's. Listen, part of it is when you are a great player, getting to the line is is a skill, right? Correct. I'm I'm recognizing that, and that is important to the game. Also, just but just aesthetically, just watching. Again, you're too big to be doing all of that. Like, can you just <laughs> can you just relax? Like, it just looks like you are baiting, and you don't have to do that. You're a great scorer. You're bigger than everybody on the floor, but you want to act like you're six seven, a buck sixty. Bro, be strong. Put your shoulder into somebody and get buckets. Like, why are you trying to get these free throws, man? Ridiculous. Reminder, we're at 936 likes on the stream right now. Reminder, we get to 1,000. Mo's going to start acting different. So, Hey, we get to 1,000. I'm unboxing my skims package right there on God. <laughs> I mean, we need 63 more likes. I'll put that on the almighty eater. Let's do it. <laughs> 63 more likes. I'm stopping everything. ISO camming. We're unboxing the skims. There's about 900 of y'all in here right now. I know 63 of y'all can drop a like on the stream. I know y'all please. got us. I believe said, in the crayon. Oh, you said please? You want to see me in undies? Oh my god. Evaluate yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get engaged, oh, man. We have a comment here of Clay Thompson being asked a question about his recent play. He says, What? You want Steve Kerr to bench me? You can suggest it. Thanks, Steve, I guess. I don't care what people say. They don't do what we do. I don't care what people say. I guess this is a question about his poor play. And we talked about this on the last pod. This man is, has chronic Carmelo Anthony syndrome right now and cannot accept the fact he's not the player he Oh, we got was. the 1K. Hey, hey. You, you were the first one to spot it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. Iso Cambo. Clay's washed. He should get over it. Back to Mo. Let's, let's, see what, let's see what he pulls out. We got the Iso Cam. He comes with the package. Black, you would red, white. Kardashian would have better packaging than this. <laughs> this is what it came in. 
Now I can't go ahead and show y'all my address because I don't want a bunch of crayon eaters knocking at my door over here in the Bronx. But well, we got the scissors. Bring this little ASMR, up. little unboxing ASMR. He's getting real intimate in here. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> you got the lights in the back. <laughs> Someone cue the music. I lied. This is not skins. Ladies and gentlemen, I have something to admit. I am a crayon eater at heart, and I ordered something from TikTok shop. Oh, my Damn! God. They got me. They got I ordered me. some fits. All right, well, if it's not skim, show people what you got at least. So at least let's let us see what you Bro, what you bought from TikTok. TikTok hey, everybody, TikTok. everybody, rate Mo's drip. Let's see if these are good cops or I not. I bought a two-piece fit. Pull it out. You going on vacation? We're gonna rate your cops right now. We're gonna see if you got drip or not. All right, show yeah, rate my bought. drip. <laughs> rate my drip. So these are the pants. This is a two-piece set. Bro, I hope these ain't see-through because this is like white pants. Lie. I promise yeah. you. W Listen, I can see through them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that pocket. I can see that pocket. Listen, if you can see through these, I'm cooked, bro. The cheeks are going to be hanging out like a mud. <laughs> no, this is the shine special. What is this? <laughs> craziest looks on the train of Did you say shine? Bro. Yeah. <laughs> this so is this is sheen. Oh, sheen. No, <laughs> I never heard so loud. Basically, bro. Basically. Goddamn. Oh, uh, you ordered cool. some bullshit. TikTok then, shop drip is did fucking diabolical. On a random FaceTime call with Isaac and Donovan, I showed him that I got a rug on TikTok. And guess what? I ordered another one. <laughs> yeah, I ordered another carpet, bro. It's ridiculous. It's fall apart. Look at it. It's kind of hard. Move it, to the, move it to your right. What does it say? It says, it's okay. Oh, whack. Hey, bro, gotta... send that back. Send that back. <laughs> send that shit back. What? Send what? that back. <laughs> all, I'm all about positivity over here, and it actually feels nice. Guess what? This was worth three dollars. <laughs> okay, three dollars, maybe. Maybe you got a deal. Listen, hey, look, look in the deal. chat. Daniel says four out of ten drip. Seeing some W four. drips. Four out of ten. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Gavin. Gavin Sweeney says Mo has no motion confirmed. <laughs> no motion is crazy. If well, I'm running a this... poll right now. We're at fifty-eight percent W drip. <laughs> KT. Oh, okay. <laughs> KT said you got a Dej Loaf fit. <laughs> <laughs> Dej Loaf is crazy. So, I love Dej Loaf right now. What does that That's mean? Great. What does that supposed to mean, you know man? A non-tip one dollar. I know Dej Loaf is, but her drip is not in my mind. A non-tip one dollar. He said this man Mo dresses like a milkman. <laughs> it's funny because he is a milkman. I am really not is. a milkman. I am you not are. a milkman. You are. Don't deny what is, it. What is a milkman? Do you want us to get into this on stream? Listen, I'm not trying to blow up your spot. I'm not trying to do that. Right? Yeah, man. Oh, you, listen, you, you won the poll. 55% said W drip. So I guess I guess the Dej Low fit lives to see another day. I guess you got to Dej Low fit is crazy as hell, man. Oh, my God. That was a hashtag no hose mo. No <laughs> zero aura. Ben Simmons oh, fit. <laughs> <laughs> Zero out of ten, brain rot is strong in this they one. Said, they, they said OF girl pants. <laughs> oh no! You got the OnlyFans fit. Bro, why are you skinny in the OnlyFans light? That's ridiculous. Listen, you got the purple oh, lights great. back there looking mad sensual. <laughs> that's great. Listen, man. Uh, with these comments, they're gonna make me want to fucking put that shit on and make me prove them wrong, but I'm not gonna do it to 
That's great. Right, let's get back, let's get back to Reddit. Let's let's let I let Mo's chicanery distract us from what we're doing right now. Back to Reddit. Oh God! What, what, what sorry, are we looking at? That's hilarious. What if we grizzly fied the NBA? What is this? This looks like a big post. What if we grizzly fied the NBA? As a Grizzlies fan looking forward to the upcoming 2024-2025 season, which is next year, I have seen a couple comments right here in NBA that pose the question: What other team would do any better with seven of the rotation now, seven rotation players out? And lucky for you, oh hold on, pause on this. We got another donation. Mm. Mill tipped ironically about the Grizzlies. Should the Grizzlies just tank if they're three and twenty-two when Jock comes back? Yes, if you're three and twenty-two, yes, but they won't be. That's crazy. Three and twenty-two is insane, man. They can't. <laughs> Jaw is just too good of a player for them to tank. It's a, you put him on the court, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Anyways, the point of this post is to say if you took seven of the top rotation players out from every team, who would win the championship? And I'm very interested in seeing these teams and saying who would be good at in this. In this scenario, if we did this in the same injuries to every team, the Hawks roster is DeJounte Murray, Patty Mills, Wesley Matthews, Sadiq Bey, and Clint Capella. How many games is that team winning? Well, it depends because if the rest of the league is down bad, they might get 35. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen uh, to the Celtics, bro. The Celtics okay. are Delano Banton at point guard. Who? <laughs> Jalen hey, Brown. Hey, man, don't play with him. Hey, them folks in Toronto will die over that man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Celtic now. They're not dying about him no more. Delano Banton, Jalen Brown, Lamar Stevens, Sam Hauser, and KP. This is the worst fucking team I've ever seen. Oh, shit. This what? team is horrible. I was, I was about to say, down top seven, they can make a run. This team is horrible. I'm running the G League. Everybody's team is horrible. Nobody on this team can dribble. This is a horrible. <laughs> All right, Next guy, Dennis Smith Jr., Cam Thomas. They're out. They're out. They're out. <laughs> no, no, no. Derek oh, Whitehead, or Derek Whitehead, I don't know how you say it. Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons at center. We're doing all of this just for Eric Spolster and the Miami Heat to make another finals run. Okay, let's, let's see what the Heat's, the Heat's nugget. We won't look at all these. Let's see what the Heat got. Scroll. The Heat have Tyler Hero, RJ Hampton, Jaime Jaquez, Bam Adebayo, and Thomas Bryant. That's what they have now. That's their number. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> That's their lineup on a random Tuesday when Jimmy's lineup. out. For sure. On oh, God. Exactly. They run this lineup. <laughs> this is the best team here. Uh, Lakers got Austin Reeves, Gabe Vincent, Cam Reddish, Anthony Davis, and Jackson Hayes. <laughs> 20 <tough>. wins. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, man. As we move on to the next story, scroll back down. Wow. Let me check in. Let me check in. On the Poopoo Bowl? Yeah, on the Poopoo Bowl. Right, Washington Wizards have broken their. Losing streak. They won 126-107. Now the Detroit Pistons, who, mind you, again, are 2-15, and 15, have lost 13 games. Actually, no, it hasn't, it hasn't updated. Have lost 14 games in a row. Woo! Question, Damn. over-under for those who haven't looked. How many points did Jordan Poole score in his victory? Okay, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I'm going to guess. Last time I updated, y'all, he scored 10. Isaac and he Witcher. finished with 10. Damn. Three for nine from the field. <laughs> Give it up to Jordan. Oh, man. How many shots? Nine. Nine. He can shoot again, bro. Kyle Kuzma was asked his ball hogging. 10 for 23. He was getting him up. And 11 <laughs> yeah, free throws. He was. He cooking. almost had a triple-double. Damn. What type of 
what basketball are they playing in Detroit? Damn, 32, 12, and 8. Shout out Kuz. That's a LeBron-ass stat line. Listen, I'm going to check in on my fantasy team real quick. Y'all keep going. I'm going to keep going. keep going. All right, we probably got about 15 minutes left on the stream. Let's shift this back to the chat. We're going to do Q&As in the chat for the rest of the episode. Kuzma got me 58. Shout out to you, Kyle. Nice. Rest of the next 15 minutes before we end, Q&As in the chat strictly. So run up the questions. Let's see what they got. We know they got a little delay. <laughs> Someone said, what happened to the Ben Simmons stock? Listen, it's in the toilet. We, this guy's back cannot play six games in a row without a catastrophic injury. Sucks for him, but it is what it is. Oh my goodness, man. Yeah, I'm down so bad because of you, Isaac. I believed you. You gaslit me into putting <laughs> hell of my stock, all my stock into Ben Simmons, and I did it. And God, bro, someone just said in my game, the chat, Anthony Briscoe, what is wrong with you? Come here. All right, enough. Enough. For life. Someone said, Lakers got spanked. <laughs> life, life, life. Someone said, no matter what Donovan says, Bucks and five. <laughs> that's that's not how I feel. That's not how I feel. This, Ooh. This is- I do not feel like Bucks and Five. Against anybody? Um, I mean, listen, against certain people, but like like they can get a Bucks and Five, but no matter what, that's how I felt before the Celtics had gotten to it. Someone said hey, Anthony mm-hmm. Davis or Bam Adebayo? Who are you picking today? Still AD? Yeah, AD. Yeah, it's, it's still AD. Thank God. Still proven, and he's a better scorer, like... If it, yeah, he's a better scorer, bro. The day Bam out of bio drops 50, we'll, that's when we'll start having conversations. <laughs> he will never drop 50. So is yeah, Tatum the MVP right now? Mm, that's a great question. He's not. I don't really? think he's had that many. When it comes to narrative-based shit, I don't think he has had that many outstanding performances, and there's no real thing going for him right now. You know? Listen, Someone said, does Dark Isaac still think the Lakers... Someone said, does Isaac still think the Lakers are top five in the West? Yeah. The West hasn't been, you know, it's not just crazy competition out there. Like, we can pull up the standings right now. I don't think there's any reason to not. What do you guys think? Uh, I need I need to see the standings again. Also, real quick, Dark Horse for MVP, Devin Booker. Devin Booker might be out here. Oh, I Devin love to hear I love to hear it. Actually, I don't know. Maybe the Lakers won't be top five. I'm pulling it up now. Media angle. Let's get back to this. What are the odds? Let me share my screen. So they currently, right now we have the Timberwolves, the one seed, Thunder two, Suns three, Nuggets four, Mavericks five. Then Kings six, Lakers seven. And listen, the Lakers are 10 and seven. They're only, they have the same amount of wins as the five seed. So it's mm-hmm. all still bunched together. Do you think they can pass up the Mavericks to that five seed? Pass up the Mavericks and Kings? The Mavericks and uh, Kings, I think is very possible. Mavericks have been sliding like shit after their hot start. Um, playing all those easy teams, like I said during the podcast, they face some real competition. Regress down to the mean. Luca's still Luca, you know what I'm saying? And they're still they still look good, but I think it's very possible for them to get to regress for sure. Yeah, I mean they're only two games out of the one seed, so I don't know if they've fallen off a cliff like you're saying, but they've definitely not this quite the same win percentage. Well, they're they they've out of their last what? I think out of their last six or seven games, they're like two and four. So <laughs> yeah, not not great. Looking kind of bleak. Yeah. Yeah, actually, last what is it? Last ten? Oh, yeah, they're five and five in the last ten. So yeah, well you know. Okay, let's put it this get, way. Yeah, let's go team by team. Nuggets still better than the Lakers, right? Yes, for sure. Even though they're missing Jamal Murray and they're sliding a little bit, <clears throat> they'll be fine. Actually, did they win tonight? They played without Jokic tonight. Oh, the game hasn't started yet, so we'll see. We, we get to watch that one. Nuggets still ahead of them. Suns are we going Suns over Lakers. 
Suns over the Lakers? Uh, I I don't. That's know. so hard. I'm gonna say Lakers because they're still more of a complete team when we've actually seen AD and LeBron play together compared to Bradley yeah. Beal step foot in that arena. So yeah. Shout out Sun Hard for the tip. Appreciate you, man. Okay, so we got the Lakers. So are we Nuggets over them, or are we not picking them? Nuggets over. Who? I mean, my bad. Are you picking the Suns over the Lakers? No. Give me the Lakers. Give me the Lakers. Okay, so we're not getting them. So Nuggets are one. Are the Thunder going to be finish ahead of the Lakers? They'll finish Dang. ahead of the Lakers. Okay, let's, let's shift this conversation. Best five teams in the West. Who are you thinking win the championship? Are you picking the Thunder over the Lakers? I'm picking the Lakers still. I'm picking the Lakers still. The Thunder are good, man. I don't know. Like They're Thunder are really good, but you have to see it first. And you have to see them in the trenches first. You know what? I'm going I'm to step out. I'm gonna step out. I'm taking the Thunder over the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <sighs> That's tough. Call me. That's tough. Random question. Someone asked. Zanman said, "How many points would Donovan score in a high school JV JV game?" Six. Damn, uh, Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let, I'm letting y'all know right now. Okay, you put me in a high school JV. <laughs> What's he doing? I'm oh. here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right there. I'm in the dog. I'm telling. I'm telling them kids to hit the weight room. Drop step all day. I'm in 20 and 10. Easy. That's hilarious. Okay, so you're going. Let's give the Thunder credit. The Thunder currently deserve to be ranked above the Lakers. After that, Timberwolves. I'm taking the Lakers. It's proven. It's so hard to say because the T Wolves are still magnificent on defense, and Anthony Edwards is still doing Anthony Edwards thing. Maybe I should select the the T Wolves. Damn. I defer to Donovan. I'll take. I'll take the Lakers. Okay. The Lakers are safer for sure. Mavs. You can't. I I'll will take, take the, the Lakers. I'll take yeah, the, Lakers. the Lakers. I don't <laughs> think that you can. I don't think that you can have um, the defensive deficiencies that they have, and I think that the Lakers will be able to 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 keep up um, with. I think they'll be able to slow down Dallas enough to where okay. like we get into like a half court game and they end up winning. Mavericks. That's what we just said. Yeah, Lakers. Oh my bad, Kings. I'll take Ooh. the Kings. Yeah. Ooh. Why do you feel that way about the Kings and not the Mavs? They have similar defensive deficiencies. I have, I'm very high on what the Kings uh, did last year in the postseason, and I've seen them already this at like to start this season. They've played the Lakers very well, so I, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna lean on that. Sounds like we're taking four teams or three teams above the Lakers. They're still top five. So, answers that question. Okay. Back. Let's get more 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 questions from the chat. Everyone's saying someone Tyrese Max's offensive stats is crazy tonight. Agreed. Someone says Tracer Sports said, "What NBA player could you guys score against in a one v one?" Composo. Composo. Is he still in NBA? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, him? What? <laughs> probably, uh, probably Thanasis. Yo, no, no you could do that. Is locking you up. Up. Yeah, th- that's one thing that he's, he's not fouling me every play. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna keep doing it. You're not gonna score. He can't guard. No, Thanasis. It has to be the type of player that's either small and like regular person athleticism, 
or yeah. gigantic and like just too slow, like they're gonna leave you open. Yeah. Like Taco Fall, you could probably get an open jumper against him. You know, I, I'll squat Nurkic. I don't know if you. Mm. I think Nurkic is just moving. athletic enough to make a regular person look like a. We fool. literally just saw Jokic disrespect <laughs> <laughs> and be lazy against Julius Randle. He's gonna underestimate me. I can get one shot up. I need one shot. <laughs> so who would win in a 1v1v1 fist fight between you guys? <laughs> Battle Royale. Battle Royale. <laughs> Stone That's great. <laughs> Who's your favorite player not on your favorite team? Nikola Jokic question. for me, obviously. That's a great question. Shay. Shay, really? I didn't know you were that big of a Shay guy. Shay, yeah. Okay, that's a new yeah, development. I didn't know that. Question. De'Aaron Fox has been one of my favorite players to watch over the last few years. Oh, yeah, you love Fox. I think that also goes into, like, the, the conversation that's been had about him. And I feel like when oh, it wait, comes no, to I'm, when you, who, what, what you saying I, now? I, my bad. I Did you say Curry? Bad. Yeah, Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. Okay, consistent. Um, <laughs> someone said, what are your thoughts on uh, Scoot Henderson's slow start? Rookie, who cares? Trey Young was fucking playing like it doesn't matter, bro. Michael Carter Williams was playing like prime Ben Simmons at the start of his career, and he won the rookie. Prime cares? Ben Simmons is the is the comp. <laughs> he hasn't yeah. given me anything to think about. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah. We'll see. Like it's such a small sample size. If he's still playing like this, come like February, I'll be a little concerned, low key. But it's he had a good game the other night against the Bucks. He started off like five for five in the first half. So too yeah. small of a sample size to really form any strong opinion. Yeah. Hot take. Pepe Sanchez is better than Thanasis. That's a hot ass take, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> can somebody put that in 2K? I need to see that. Yeah, I need Again, to see that. Pass versus garbage. Which one do you want? <laughs> I need to see that. Gavin says Ant Aura or Shea Aura? Who's the battle of the Aura, man? Who wins? Shea Aura. Shea Aura. <laughs> that was right. easy. Why? Just... Why? Why? You know, we're putting you on the ice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why. You saw the Sims ad. You're on the main stage. Mo ice, okay? Ain't no real reason why. Now, the only reason why I would lean on Ant is because you do know how to rap. You know what I'm saying? You've seen those freestyles out there. He's funny as hell. He loves that. Shay is a serious <laughs> alien. Shay be putting that it. shit on. We ain't, never, we ain't never seen someone do what he does on Instagram on a routine routine basis when it comes to those captions. The generational Instagram talent? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, bro. The, the, those captions are ridiculous. <laughs> his, program, his programming team? Hall of Fame. You know, that's, all, that's all him. That's all him. He doesn't have a team. I don't run it. <laughs> I mean, this feels like a good place to end the episode and the stream. I This was great. It was a great first stream. How do y'all feel about it? This is a great first stream. Next stream, we should definitely... Uh, tap into the folks at Discord. Oh, for you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was yeah. a great stream. If you're here right now, you see it on screen right now, check us out on Twitter. We're at 5.4K followers. Last episode, we were at 5K when we announced it. 400 gains since then. As soon as we hit 10K, we're giving away a PS5. There's 800 of you in here right now left over. I promise you, you know, all of us follow, on, follow us on Twitter. I promise you, you'd all like a PS5. So do the math, man. Join the giveaway. Yeah. We're tired but, of hearing. <laughs> like Mo said, join the Discord. It's great, man. Appreciate y'all coming for the first stream. We're out. Come back. Come back. Come back. See yeah, come back next Monday. week. We'll be here next Monday, same time. See y'all later. Sweet.